Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. If you really want to be one of the best brewers there is... I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs you to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? (laughs) I might sleep here tonight. It's a California king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All I have to say is, hey, McDonald, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) No. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Kaboom! Bang! Flash and booming! Six o'clock already, huh? Uh, it's 6.03 if you want to get technical about it. Ah. Uh, it's Monday already. Right on time. Monday, yeah. exactly. It's another Monday already, Tasty. What happened? I don't know. Time flies. We should go down to a two-Monday-a-week schedule. What do you think about that, huh? I love it. Everyone liked <laughs> Everyone liked my three-Monday yeah. idea. <laughs> you want to have two Mondays in a week? <laughs> no. Oh. Two, sorry, you're right. Two Monday, two shows a month. Yeah. What do you think, guys? I don't like it. What? I like doing this show. Then we don't get to hang out with each other yeah. as often. <laughs> yeah, All I right. guess. <laughs> I can have a good time without you guys. Oh. Yeah. Somebody Let's jiggle play. Tasty's uh, wand. Oh. oh. His, uh, His wand? That thing there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Try again. Hello. Oh. Hmm. What's going on over there? He needs to talk louder. Tasty, you're, is, you, you've turned mono since last week. I have. Uh... Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All my Somebody's been making out. Hmm. hmm. It's an odd... Uh, it's all the spitting on the microphone. That was terrible, Hello. Warren. What? It's a Ooh. terrible joke. Yes. Oh. Thanks. Oh, well. All right. I'll try to. Oh, there you are. Back. Are you a stereo? Oh, I'm a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Tasty's in Welcome stereo back. after all. Hey. Hey. Both sides. I thought maybe it was the ghost of Tasty that was joining <laughs> us. Oh. I hadn't heard anything. Oh. Don't talk about that. <laughs> I hadn't heard that we lost you over the weekend, so... Almost. The hologram. <laughs> like two, two parties a day, it was like... A lot for two days. Yeah. On Saturday, uh, we had the AHA rally over at Heretic Brewing Company. Maybe oh. you've heard of it. Uh, yeah. 
Great time out there. <laughs> the best party. It was a really good party. I had a great time. Jesus. Jamel kind of. You over, over, over cheese there. Yeah, that's what like, hey. I said, wait, wait. Back off, bro. Sets the bar really high. I know. Like, hmm. He's got to top that himself. He Why? gave he away uh, five gallons of wort to anybody who signed up, which yeah. was like 200 people. Right. He gave away a six-pack. Wow. Just for showing. Uh, the AHA, I think, gave away a, a shirt for, for coming. And uh, two free uh, uh, drink tickets, which they pretty much stopped taking. At the event. Yeah. <laughs> there was he a raffle. Set up like three or four different beer stations. There okay. was a raffle. All right. I mean, it just was cool. And a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of homebrews. for the wort, too. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, oh wow. White Labs White had Labs. donated the yeast. The new packets. Uh, BSG had uh, very generously donated the ingredients for them to make the wort, mm-hmm. as well as um, the hops. Um, wow. And there was a bunch of sacks of free grain there people were picking up. Five, 50 pound sacks. Yeah. Jeez. It was amazing. The grain sitting on the racks are not free to take. <laughs> oh, That's their inventory. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They had oh, full yeah. barrels that were free. You right. to pick them up. Yeah. The fermenters were full of beer. It was yeah. great. Yeah. We just emptied them. I took two sacks myself, not because I brew, but because they were free. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting yeah. there on the rack. I just uh, dumped them on the highway. It was amazing. <laughs> so he really sets the bar for AHA rallies, man. It was. Uh, Jamel knows what he's doing. So that's that was great. fun. And then cool. you had an event at Fieldwork, too, huh? Yeah. Like a homebrew contest? Yeah, they had a small homebrew competition. <laughs> First time, they got 180 entries. Ouch. Wow. Well, they're such a popular brewery, so that's not, not too surprising. I like these Fieldwork guys. They're making good beer. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Everyone's good. We have it on tap here from time to time. Tonight, we got Scratchtown Brewing Company on the program, hmm. all the way from Ord, Nebraska. Yeah, very small town brewery, very small brewery, as uh, Moscow mentioned to us last week. So we're going to be talking to Caleb and Mike from Scratchtown Brewing Company. They're going to be on the show here in just a little while. We'll learn about what it's like to have a, a, a tiny craft brewery in a tiny rural town, which sounds kind of fun to me. Uh, yeah. Getting out of Dodge and just hanging out with the cows and stuff. Uh, yeah. I've cows got, don't drink craft beer, though, nor do they have wallets with money. Yeah, that is the tough part, that's, isn't that's it? I'm no, curious no, but, about if there's enough customers around. But the cows are themselves wallets. <laughs> That's <true>. mm. <laughs> With money in them. Yeah. And they eat the spent grain. Yeah. If you take out what's within them and sell it, yes. they, yeah. they there are. are multiple wallets. And then, <laughs> then you make a wallet out of what's left. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. huh. a good point you make, JP. Thank you. Yeah, I've been looking at getting out of Dodge. Yeah. I'm tired of the hustle and bustle of Concord. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> the Concord? great metropolis. It is Concord. It's, it's too is much. Concord. It's too busy. Yeah? Yeah. It's getting the, getting the three miles from home to here is just <laughs> yeah. it's too busy. Too. It's too. Okay. Which and is there's, too close to, to for a, a major downtown hub like the Toto yeah. Santo Square. What, yeah. five stoplights? It's probably uh, well. I go that. stop signs, but you know, oh. yeah, it's like five stoplights in a Safeway a, <laughs> yeah. away from work. Yeah. They yield yeah. to the blind intersection. <laughs> yeah, but you still drive. But I still drive. That's the dream. I think I don't know. For me, it's just to not be in a in a city to go out. And what live. are you gonna do? I don't know. They don't have uh, <laughs> permit. They don't have. Um, High-speed internet in these Trust in me, these rural towns. I thought about every yeah. single factor, <laughs> satellite, which is why I'm still in town. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, I could do it when I sell the BN for fifty bucks or so. I think fifty bucks goes a long way in a small town. I think it does. I could live a few weeks. Yeah, well, I, I saw some graphic like, uh, and you can't really trust graphics on the internet, but uh, they say like a hundred dollars in California is really equivalent to like eighty-eight bucks. And you go to some of these Midwest states, or even up in like the Pacific Northwest, and it's closer to. The actual value, which is like a hundred, or someone's like a hundred and three. Like your your money's overvalued in these places. You get yeah. more for your 
You have more for it. For your money. You well, can live for free in the Walmart parking lot in the RV. You just move it oh, from yeah. Walmart to Walmart. That's true. And you don't pay anything. Yeah, don't think Walmart I don't money. think about that. About yeah. quitting and not having to work and just... You know, that's I, even too trashy for me. Taking a hundred bucks, <laughs> she needs to live in a double wide community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I won't mind to be stationary. Yeah, a stationary um, mobile home. Yeah, you you <laughs> yeah. can do the BN from a small town. Too. Shut up, JP. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, let's uh, sell our homes and move somewhere. Let's do it. Do I'm it. ready. Be a community, a, a community commune. I really like my home, though. I just want to not work. You can get a better, a bigger home. I don't need a bigger home. You can get a better home. I don't think so. You can. I like mine. Trust me. I will send you some links. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. have been You will yeah. know. Yes. You want to be depressed for the rest of the week? <laughs> yeah. Just look at Zillow. God, I, I sent Zillow to, I uh, sent Taryn a Zillow like, link to some homes in Oregon or whatever, and she's like, now I can't get it out of my head about moving. Oh. Because it's just, it's that big of a difference. Well, your job yeah. sucks, and she doesn't like her job all that True. much. And uh, True. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. What will we do? Will I just put like a television screen in your seat there, and you'll just <laughs> Skype into the shows? I would do that. Because I don't mind you doing the shows remotely, but I have to look at your dumb face. Yeah. So I feel like we have, we need a monitor. Don't you have a sure. cardboard cutout? Yeah. You can just sit, fold it and set it in the seat. <laughs> now we sold that. Put no. a speaker no, in the... I, I can just cut out the mouth and hire a hop grenade staff to sit behind the cardboard cutout and just move the lips as you, <laughs> oh, as you talk amazing. over Skype. No, I think, but, we should, I think we should move. We should just move the studio. There's sure. more breweries than, than we've never even ever heard of <laughs> in Oregon. Let's just go. Let's pack up and move. Yeah. Let's get out of town. Be cheaper. Uh, maybe a satellite location. I don't, yeah. don't want to move, but uh, then you would need a BN jet. Yeah, no, the RV. You know the cor- the the Highway 101 corridor from here to Portland's a piece of cake. You know. Oh, okay. Just, I don't think the 101 goes all the way up there. I think it's whatever. The five. It's definitely the five. Oh no, the <laughs> 101 yeah. goes up. There. Oh, the 101 does go up there. Oh, then does. you just have to cut across yeah. to Portland. Yeah. It's a different corridor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's a much nicer one, by the way. Don't don't always do five. Yeah. Don't always yeah. don't always rush through, JP. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> Take your time. Sometimes yeah. you got to set your brakes on fire. Oh, and, yeah. that's all right. Yeah. yeah. I just say, what the fuck? <clears throat> that's right. All right. Well, we got a few things to do tonight. Uh, like I said, we got Scratchtown Brewing Company on the program with us. We'll get to them in just a little while. A few announcements that you need to know. Winterfest will be Saturday, January 30th, right uh-huh. here in Toto Santos Park, where it, uh, where it always is, where we live. And, um, yeah, come hang out with us. So save the date, January 30th. I'll get you ticket information soon. Tickets will probably go on sale, uh, I'm guessing, next month-ish, something like that. Perfect. So January 11th. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of details to work out. It's tricky business this Winterfest. But Saturday, January 30th, that's the day. You know, Christmas is just right around the corner. It's time to start doing Christmas shopping. And I got several ways that you can do Christmas shopping and support the Brewing Network. Would you tell me these ways? I'm gonna <laughs> Matter of fact, I will. Thank you. Uh, I don't even think you have to go anywhere else for your Christmas shopping. If you do, I recommend you go to our sponsor, More Beer, who brings you this program in every Sunday session, Saturday session, Monday session, whatever it is that we do. Whatever session we move Whatever to. session we do, More Beer brings it to you. Right. Uh, well, they're nice guys and ladies. Yeah. Um, so if you're not getting all of your Christmas shopping done over there, uh, you should do it over here at the Brewing Network. And here's a couple of ways you can do it. First of all, we got a bunch of new uh, BN gear in our store. Just hit the store button on our on our all new website, um, and then you'll find new logos. We got a new hop grenade in there, and we still got the old stainless growlers. We got scarves are in there. We have onesies like for babies, mm, not adult uh, babies, not adult babies oh. yet. Fuck. No, just uh, regular babies. You know, we're missing out. <clears throat> so hit the store button. That's one way to do it. Uh, also, you can go over to Moscow's new Hop Life Gear, Hop Life Store. 
HopLifeStore.com. HopLifeStore.com and get his new HopLife gear, which is cool uh, original work from Moscow. And also, you can do your Amazon shopping like you've been doing. Do all of your Amazon Christmas shopping, but just click the Amazon link on our homepage. It's that little orange tab over on the right side. And this really, really helps us. You have no idea. Because you all know you're going to do a bunch of Amazon shopping anyway. Right. So if you don't even know that we're there, it doesn't change the price that you pay. It doesn't do anything. If you just start on our homepage and you click the Amazon link and then you do your, your Christmas shopping, you have no idea how much that will help us get through the end of the year. So uh, if you can do that, those are a bunch of ways to help. Also, you can subscribe and join the BN Army. Just hit the Donate button. It's right there above the Amazon link. If you become a recurring donor, you get a chance to win $100 to the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. Our September winner was Jim Rainville, a sergeant in the BN Army. A sergeant. And keep in mind, the more you donate, the more times your name is entered into the hat. So I think if, you, uh, if you're at the $2 level, your name gets entered once every month. But if you're at the $50 level, it gets entered however many times that math works out to be. Oh. I don't know what it is. A lot more than once. I think it's like 20 times, actually. That's pretty crazy. It's a lot. Um, so uh, subscribe and join the BN Army. Did I get it all? Is that all the ways? Yeah. I think that's all the ways. Yeah. Do we have an Amazon product of the week at all? Yeah, we do. This wasn't purchased for Christmas. It was purchased for Amazon Instant Video, presumably to watch. Pitch Perfect 2, uh, Becca and Fat Amy uh, compete in the world championships of acapella after a scandal threatens their legacy. Uh, the funny part Sounds is... Sounds great. It was bought for nineteen ninety nine, from which we got $1, and uh, shortly thereafter was returned... For nineteen ninety nine, and we minus one dollar, so we had the commission taken away because they returned it. <laughs> wow, it's our first negative commission. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's a shit movie. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah, they realized they bought Pitch Perfect too. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. I liked that movie. Yep. Yeah. I was trying to buy Pitch a ten ni- too. Nineteen ninety five, people. <laughs> it was the wrong. Can category. I have it already? I don't need to buy it. Well, next time, you know, maybe don't return the product. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. But, but thanks for thinking of us. We, yeah, definitely. We appreciate it. Thanks for clicking the Amazon link. Uh, all right. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and the book of Face. And uh, send show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. I got an email today saying, hey, I always hear you say to send show ideas, but I couldn't figure out how you meant to do it. Because you mentioned JP, and then you mentioned Scott, and then you meant... I'm not mentioned at all, Just uh, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> Send your show ideas. Let me start again. Okay, please do that. Send your show ideas mm-hmm. to Scott. Whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> that's, uh, that's with two T's mm-hmm. because a Scott with one T is the devil's spawn. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Scott with two T's at thebrewingnetwork.com. Okay. If there was a ginger kid named Scott spelled with one T, yeah. you run the other direction. Yeah. That's my <laughs> advice to you right now. It's great. And my great email life. address has Scott with one T. I saw that. But that's because the other one was taken already. No, it's because they could have so many characters back then. So. On AOL? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was AOL. Doc's address is still AOL. How is that even possible that it's still AOL? Oh, I have several of them. They all just kind of funnel into that one anyway. But how? But where is AOL? But like, why is it there? Is AOL, AOL there? America is hub. still online. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's America online. Does it, <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Yes. Do <laughs> they still provide your internet service? Oh, no. <laughs> when you open your email, does it still say you've got mail? You've got mail. I don't know. I turn it down. So hear that. But, but it would if you had the volume up. I don't know. I haven't heard it in a long time. You use an outlet or something. When you, when you open your browser, does it go to the AOL homepage? Yeah. Wow. Can you still go into chat rooms and hit yeah. on chicks? Do you still aim? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I don't play on there anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, anymore. That was, no. that was when you should. Well, now there's no, that, Tinder. That was, that was when, no, that was when oh, you only yeah. had AOL or nothing. Yeah. And then 
Now it's just a... Yeah, before that, there was actually really nothing. nothing. Mine's even older than his. Mine, I used to just get a command prompt. Waiting for your... <laughs> he signs it on DOS. Yeah. There was no graphical interface or anything. I love it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You're like, oh, I, yeah. I have a new message. Wow. No, D-I-R-C-D. <laughs> My email address is so old. I think there's like one guy hired full-time just to maintain that all year round because I'm the last guy left with that domain. <laughs> I yeah. love keeping it. Jobs. Yeah. You're keeping That's jobs. You're keeping jobs One guy's got a job there for me. For me. Wow. You remember AOL chat rooms? I picked up a chick or two in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least she said she was a chick. (laughs) No, I mean, I met them in person afterwards. I'm sure I probably, you know. You are so lucky you didn't get raped. (laughs) We haven't ruled that out yet. Yeah, I didn't finish the story. (laughs) Besides, you don't know what chat room I was in. I was in the rape me chat room. Uh, Meet me. You got mail. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Uh, M-A-L-E. That's that's the people I was meeting. (laughs) You've got mail. Damn it. Not again. All right. Um, Send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And before we get to feedback, how about we do a Twitter game? Okay. What's our Twitter game today? Wait! Before we do our Twitter game today, don't forget that it's brought to you by the Labruski Cruise. We're going on the Labruski Cruise. We are. And you should, too. They extended our deal. So click the Labruski Cruise image on the homepage. Remember I told you I'd put like a permanent link there? Yeah. I actually did it. So click. It's over on the right side. Uh, It's a big picture of like a boat. It's a boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's a ship. That's about it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So click on that and buy your ticket to the Labruski Cruise and come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. You know the shit shows that we talk about on this program when we come back from like a weekend away at, yeah. at JP's wedding, for example? Right. It's you want to experience that? <laughs> you go on the Labruski yeah. Cruise because I'm telling you what. It's going to be mania. It's yeah, going to sure. be a mess. Yeah. And, you, know, and you can't escape it either. No. You're stuck yeah. in the shit show. Why don't you just jump off the ship? It won't be listed on the events either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just happens. We're going to do the events and then we're going to bring the party too. So yeah. I'm just saying if you've ever listened to the program and gone, you know what? I want to party with these people. Um, yeah. Now's your chance. Can you find out if there's going to be security that will shut us down? Oh, good question. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. But here's the thing. We can't go to jail. The captain. Well, go to the brig or something? Well, <laughs> I don't think we have to go back and party in a room, though. Right. Yeah, the bars are open like yeah. 24 hours on oh, these days. So we just have to hole up in a place that lets us party. Is the BN card going to be on our room so we just charge everything to the mm, to the room? That's going to be rough. Negatory. Yeah, that's a big... Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you now that's not, that's because, not what's going to happen. I'll tell you what, it won't that's just be a shit show. We'll come back bankrupt yeah. is what'll happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're close as it is. That that, uh, that ship waters, is going yeah. to put us over the edge. That's all right. That's what a ship to go down on. <laughs> <laughs> so come party with us. Hit the Labruski Cruise link at... And uh, you're going to have a good time. It's pretty cheap, too. It's like it's a, a Caribbean cruise for five days. Um, I don't know. Four ninety nine for four ninety nine a person. Seriously, it's that low? Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. it's $4.99 a person. Jesus. So check oh, it out. Wow. Come party with us. It's got music all day, all night kind of thing for a lot of different bands. It's, yeah. Uh, Got a lot of events. Isn't like, our, who's the band opening up? REO Speedwagon or something? OAR. No. Thank oh, that'd you. That'd be Lois. amazing. OAR. Better than REO Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, Karen Cronin's turning over. Yeah. And, um, of course, our friend Kyle Hollingsworth from the String Cheese Incident is going to be there with a couple variations of his bands, I do nice. think. And, uh, yeah, so it's like a music and beer crew. Yeah. You can't, I bet there's yeah, going to be like, hippie chicks on it, I'm thinking. I'm pretty oh, stoked. Because yeah. it's a jam band cruise? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. There's also, like... A night where you're supposed to dress up like your favorite uh, 
Big the Lebowski. Big Lebowski character. I saw that. Yeah, you need a bowling shirt. I've actually never that. seen that movie, so I don't know Seriously? what I would buy it for In the theater. Well, there's going to be plenty dumb. of showings on the boat, I'm sure. Well, we've got robes there. from JP's wedding, so <laughs> we're done. Oh, nice. How many different done. guys are going to be in purple jumpsuits? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <You> don't <laughs> don't right. fuck with the Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Hit the link. What's our Twitter game tonight? Uh, well, uh, a few months ago, and I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, uh, Jolly Pumpkin decided to start bottling some of their farmhouse beers in green bottles. Oh, yeah. On purpose. <laughs> right. Hmm. And uh, the guy, I forget, forget bro's name. but he's Ron like, Jeffries? Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. He was like, uh, this is a, a character that uh, that we want, and this is, this is definitely intentional, and uh, not all of our product will be in green bottles and whatever. So um, I thought that now that that is starting to happen, what new ways... Wait, 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 just, just real quick. Yeah. Are we positive that it was them and not yes. Jester King? It was both. Or... I think it? it's... Uh, Jester King. It was definitely Jester King. That's it, what I thought, too. It was either both or just Jester King. I don't want to call uh, out a brewery that didn't You're do that. You're absolutely right. All right. I just want to make sure. So it's not Ron Jeffries and Jolly Pumpkin. It's Broham and Jester King. It's Jester King. Now that Jester King is bottling some of their beers in green bottles on purpose, I would love to know what new ways that homebrewers are doing out there to completely ruin their beers on purpose. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you bottle them in green bottles and put them on the roof of your car yeah, for a day uh, because you, you force that flavor in? Or what, what new innovative ways... Um, are you homebrewers out there ruining your beers? Good question. Thank That's you. our Twitter game like today. Sanitize with urine, something like that. <laughs> Done it. <laughs> All right, He's doing let's it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some feedback. Uh, feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com. He protects our trademark and he can do the same thing for you. Plus he can help you get into business if you're a brewery. Um, so check him out. Beerlawcenter.com. He's a good guy. All right, Dave writes in. Hey turd herders. Um, <laughs> herd and turd. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to do it. Greetings from Langley, British Columbia. A few years ago, my friend from Washington taught me how to brew and turned me on to your great podcast. The info I've learned helped me to recently win the first and only brewing contest that I've ever entered. My Brett IPA, called Brett Michaels, took <laughs> 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 uh, first place in a contest held by a local brewery, Old Abbey Ales. I, I also get to brew it at the brewery now, and it'll be served at the Tap House. So thanks for the great service to homebrewers from around the globe, from Dave. You're welcome, Dave. Congratulations, man. Um, this email is titled, Other Podcasts Suck. Well, I could have told you that. Maybe <laughs> I think we have a uh, few... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like podcasts in general. We like, don't need to say Like, it, who even listens to podcasts? I sort of kind of do, but yeah. not really. I mean, I'll, I'll catch a couple of them every now yeah. and then. But they don't have them on AOL, out. I don't think. You know, the only, po- the only <laughs> podcast I've ever listened to in any amount of time, and by that I mean more than a minute, is that serial podcast? Now that was good. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a good show. The second season sounds like it's kind of going to suck, though. Yeah, oh. did they announce it? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard anything oh, really? about it. That Bergdahl character, who Bo Bergdahl? Yeah, that yeah. guy. Uh, oh. They're doing a whole investigative series on him. Like, well, that's not. No shit. It sounds real boring. There aren't any better. There's unsolved no better... mysteries. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No. Like I listened to that and I thought, wow, now these guys know how to do a podcast. Like they know how to do radio. I felt like our program was really. 
failing at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, like after I listened to that, Man, I was we like, suck. yeah, because I was kind of, I sort of make a point of not listening to other podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So that way I think, wow, we're really good. You know? <laughs> we really, I really know what we're doing over here. We do. And then I listened to that and I went, Man, they probably spend time on this. Like they, like they probably spend the week working on it. There's and, some uh, serious production value here. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good. Well, job. in our defense, they uh, have a lot of corporate backers. Right, they, they can afford. They have it. time to do that. You know, they're. Uh, I I read a thing the other day that they're getting a TV show on the first series. Oh wow! On the first oh. one <laughs> that they're going to do a uh, based on the. They should have done a TV show in the first the, place. That's how yeah, good it was. Yeah, the yeah, whole time I kept yeah. thinking, I want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah. I believe it's called good. Forensic Files. The show? <laughs> oh. Just the same yeah, thing. good call. Unsolved also, mysteries. I didn't know what you guys were talking about, so when you said cereal, I, I thought you were talking about breakfast food. Cheerios. Um, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. There is a podcast for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Viva was I, like, mmm, Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> cereal, and I was like, Count Chocula. <laughs> That's the number one wrong answer you got. <laughs> the, the Lucky Charms episode yeah. was the best one. Like, sure. how could they do a whole podcast on cereal? There's cereal? This doesn't make sense. This is one of those times where I shouldn't have talked. <laughs> I should just kept that in. I mean, I wonder, what do they talk about? about like where it's made and how much sugar is in it. I would listen to that. My favorite episode. No, I wouldn't. I was, I was like, that's ridiculous. I, I, like, my, my favorite episode in the Serial podcast was the bowl shape and how it really channeled the flavors. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Well, they, they can do shows like that because General Mills is their backer, so they have plenty of money. <laughs> yes, production. Right. Exactly. It's, that's... All, it's all just advertising, Ben, mm-hmm. so you're right not to listen to that. I hate garbage. you guys. All right, so let's see. Uh, Brian writes in. Spelled with a Y. <laughs> huh. I'm really okay. judgmental today. Yeah, don't don't run away uh, as fast as you would from a guy with one T and Scott. But start <laughs> ambling in the opposite direction. Of a Brian with a Y. There's probably a gay couple out there, Brian and Scott. <laughs> it could with be. the Y and the one T. Well, there's also Rick R I K. So oh, no, there, there is oh. Rick Nick. He's a British oh. comedian. I've seen Nick without a C. Mm. Wow. All right. Uh, so Brian writes in. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. He says, well, I'm a bit ashamed to say it. I have a problem. My name sucks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm addicted to all things homebrew. I have a two-hour round-trip commute to and from work each day. And while the Brewing Network has a library of podcasts that should be large enough to meet anyone's needs, well, I'm ashamed to say that I couldn't help myself. I had to know if I was missing out on something better. Now. I'm going to be up front with you. Cereal's better. (laughs) The Brewing Network is not my first brewing podcast. I have been down with some of the old standards. (laughs) I get around. Let's not forget I have a problem. So that all said, there's a lot of bullshit out there. I mean, some real hot piles of shit. I just want you guys and Bevo to know (laughs) uh, I, like so many others, appreciate what you do and the quality way that you do it. Look forward to seeing you guys in Baltimore for NHC. Um, if it doesn't burn to the ground before then, from Brian. <laughs> P.S. Can you suggest any other podcasts I might check out? <laughs> Brewing podcasts? I don't know. I don't think there are any. I'm so, not in the loop anymore. I, I think there's new ones. I had a yeah. dream about one last night, now that I think oh. about it. This is a weird coincidence. Yeah, I had a dream about it, and people were talking about it more than they were talking about us, and I was very upset. Were you riding a walrus? <clears throat> yeah, I that was. That happens in my dream. Yes! Wow. Um... There are other, I think there are newer shows out now, but I haven't, I don't pay attention. I don't know. So, no, I can't suggest anything. Cereal's good. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, okay. Here's an email from Brian. 
with an I. Ah, there we go. Yeah. This feels familiar. The right, Brian. <laughs> from, from Redwood City. It's titled End of an Era for Breweries. Hey, Brewcasters. I started homebrewing last December, and someone from More Beer recommended your show. Been a loyal listener ever since. Thanks for educating and entertaining me. Uh, your discussion in recent shows about big beer buying craft breweries has been fascinating and balanced. How about that? Whoa. <laughs> Not fair and balanced. Yeah, we're the Fox News of beer podcasts. Fascinating and balanced. I never would have thought we'd get accused of that. Um, What he wants to know is, does all this mark the end of an era for craft breweries? It seems that craft beer market has hit a critical mass to a point where capitalism goes into overdrive. It was inevitable, but I don't have to like it. I was hoping they could all stay independent like Sam Adams, but that's naive. You guys, there was a good article. um, This was a a month or two ago about Sam (laughs) Uh, Sam, Jim Cook from Sam Adams, um, speaking to Congress, I think it was, uh, speaking to somebody on the Hill, and he basically said, I will be your last American-owned large brewery in this country. Wow. And he wasn't, say, he wasn't threatening them that he was selling out. He just was saying, they offer to buy me all the time. I'm the big guy. I'm still American-owned, and I'm going to be your last major American-owned large brewery unless you change your ways, unless you figure out a way to um, make people not ship work overseas and and make it affordable for people to make beer here. And he just sort of went on to say, like I said, he wasn't threatening anybody. He just was saying, take a look at me and say goodbye if we don't figure this out. Hmm. I thought it was really good. Uh, Look it up. Jim Cook, last American brewer or something like that. You'll find it. Just Google it. Anyhow, he goes on to say. Bing it. Um, I prefer mom-and-pop shops over corporate, and I try to buy American uh, over foreign products whenever I can, even if it costs more. I don't blame the craft brewers for selling out and realizing the American dream. However, I will not buy their beers. I will continue to support the local breweries as much as I can. I will also lobby my friends and family to do the same. The majority of beer drinkers will never know the difference um, or give a damn, but I do. Thank God for homebrewing. At least I control, can control my own beer's destiny. Uh, thanks so much for what you do. Uh, owe you many, many hours of good crack. Yeah, we'll take crack in return. Yeah. Good crack, I mean, too. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the, the, the differentiation there. Right. <clears throat> I've had some bad crack. That's right. And, and it's, it's not good. It's, yeah, it gets bad. <clears throat> it's not good. Uh, thanks for writing in, Brian. And, uh, well, hey, we'll, we'll keep covering, the, covering things as they change. Uh, probably a little more in the beer news today that we're going to do later on about oh, yeah. some different stuff happening. Yep. Uh, you know, we're talking about breweries, but um, distributors are in the news, too. Yeah. So check it out. All right. Uh, Jeff writes in from Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, some exciting news from a Brewing Network homebrew club member. He says, my raspberry cherry sour ale took gold and best of show out of 358 entries at the Colorado State Fair. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. I also wanted to share that my coffee IPA... Insert JP comment, he says. Recipe is in the running for the October beer from Mobcraft. I dislike that. Was it artisanally roasted, hand-roasted, and hand-selected beans, each for individual quality and assuredness? Did you swallow them first (laughs) and pull them out? Are you, in fact, a civet? Yeah, exactly. The beer with the most pre-orders gets made. Uh, So help out a fellow BN Army member and vote today. Go to mobcraftbeer.com. So, all right, if you want to go vote for Jeff, spelt G E O F F. Yes. Yes. Hee um, Then go to mobcraftbeer.com. I don't even know what that is, but go check it out. <clears throat> Bless you. 
Here's a little feedback from our uh, show on... Oh, no, this is different. Texas beer laws here. Texas. This is A.G. Stockstill. I met Justin, Tasty, Nate, and Nicole. A.G. Stockstill. Tell me he's not an oil man. (laughs) Yeah. He drives a caddy with longhorns on the His pappy was. (laughs) Now he's a Texas lawman. Yeah, he's... uh, (laughs) uh, A.G. Stockstill. (laughs) Attorney at law. (laughs) Texas Ranger. Yeah. I met Justin, Tasty, Nate, and Nicole when you guys were... (laughs) Sorry, it's just funny. A.G. Stockstill. <laughs> I came on T. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy's got a large herd, I can tell. <laughs> Vacuum sales extraordinaire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has horns on his truck. Oh, yeah. He has sure. to. All right, I met you guys the Blue Bonnet. <laughs> I met you guys the Blue Bonnet in Texas this year. If you don't remember, I oh, was I yeah. was the overweight uh, white guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He wanted us to publicize the Indiegogo campaign that Deep Ellum Brewing has started. And he says, basically, wineries, distilleries, and brew pubs can sell their product directly to the consumer for off-site consumption, but our craft brewers cannot. So I haven't looked into the uh, Indiegogo, but I think you can go to Indiegogo.com and Google Sue T-A-B-C. That's the Texas ABC. Yeah. Sue T-A-B-C. And you check it out. It's, it's basically to bring a lawsuit against the T-A-B-C and get that changed. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. Mm. Uh, Which is the first time I've ever heard of a, a crowdfunding a lawsuit. Yeah. Huh. I like that. That's kind of neat. It's good use of crowdfunding, really. <laughs> yeah. Because now it really does affect the crowd. The yeah. crowd funding it wants to be right. able to take home beer from the breweries. Yeah. So I like that idea. Thank you, A.J. Stockstill. <laughs> Bringing that to our attention. <laughs> um, I feel like he owns a shoe. I wonder range. what you get for 50 bucks. A T-shirt. You want me to click on here? All right. I sued you. The, you, the your name Texas. on the class action suit. Alcohol, and I got I this last day to You get to go to the Supreme Court if they go? Well, they've raised, they've raised over 26 grand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Five bucks, you get a high five. You know, you're just a contributor. Oh. 15 bucks... Same thing. Make sure that's not- oh, wait. At five bucks, you get a Sue TABC koozie. Nice. Wow. <laughs> nice. At 15 bucks, you get the koozie <laughs> and a tour at any one of the sponsoring breweries. Nice. At 20 bucks, you get uh, the koozie and a six pack from a sponsoring brewery. That's cool. That's Subject cool. to a favorable outcome. Of the TABC. Oh, of course. Oh. They need World to get the change. laws changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's they not for offside consumption. They can't sell it. I like how they keep stacking it up. At 30 bucks, you get a koozie, a six-pack, a tour, and that's it. Uh, 50 bucks, you get a koozie, a tour, a six-pack, and a limited edition Sue TABC t-shirt. What's <laughs> a t-shirt? Also. Limited edition. This is such a classic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> limited edition. Shall I keep going? It's a lawsuit against yeah, I wonder, the I wonder government. what the top prize is. Yeah. What's the most? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of. Like, I feel like it's the twelve days of Christmas right now. I have to keep, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, at eighty bucks, you get. Um, oh, by the way, it all puts your name on the petition too. Oh. Nice. Oh, at eighty bucks, you get five Sue TABC koozies. Wow. Whoa. A six pack. Why not six? Right. Why not one? There's for one each, can uh, not in a koozie in that situation. It's fucked up. Uh, a six pack, a tour, and your choice of three Sue TABC T-shirts. Huh? You know, if your name is uh, let's go to the, let me go to alphabetically wow. the first. Your name is on the petition, or actually on the suit. If you get a choice of three, are they really that limited? 
<laughs> well, first of all, check this out. The top thing that you could donate was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they had one slot open for that. Yeah, it was claimed. No wow! Way. Wow! Somebody donated ten My grand. AG stuff. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit extraordinaire. <laughs> Uh, what could have been the Texas Craft Brewers Association? Or yeah, at seventy five hundred bucks. So that's now the top one. Um, this level is reserved for two other breweries that wish to help make this, uh, decisions regarding the suit. So that's that's just oh. for breweries to get on. You know, be actually named as a plaintiff. Yeah. Um, mm. Five hundred bucks, you become a suit. Uh, five thousand dollars. I'm sorry, a suit TABC board member. Anyway, it goes on and on. But uh, a lot of koozies. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, just go search Sue TABC, and I think you'll find what you're looking for over on Indiegogo if that's something that you're interested in. All right. Um, this email is entitled, Like. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it, the greeting is Hot Dog Cart. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I, that is. Like, like, okay, so he says Hot Dog uh-huh. Cart, like... Think you could, you know, like, coach your younger interviewees to, like, not say like, like, 17 times in one goddamn sentence. Like, it's really like, you know, like, fucking annoying and makes me want to, like, you know, chew glass. And anyway, he goes on and on with a bunch of likes. He doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me get this straight. The, my, the interviewee is our guest, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let me make something clear here, you shit stain. These people who come on the program are not like media moguls. And who the hell else, by the way, is interviewing them in this format? Like bringing them onto a live radio show and making them sit here and answer all of these pointed questions about their life and their brewery. For hours on end. They're brewers, man. They're just people. They're, they have a, a normal job like you and me. and they're not, It's not like I'm interviewing uh, Tom Selleck. I love Tom Selleck. I knew Can you we would. interview Tom Selleck? I, I would love would. to. And so I don't like that criticizing <laughs> their delivery. Like I'm supposed to coach them. I'm supposed to now, not only do I put them on the spot, but I'm supposed to sit them in here and go, hey, make sure you don't say and too many times. You don't say uh, like too many times. Uh, how about I just let them tell their story and you shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what I think about that. You just have a like a bleep button too. <laughs> you want every, like a bleep button? You don't want a bleep button. <laughs> right. You want like something similar? Yeah. So I just want to point out the people that you're listening to are not here for your entertainment. I am here for your entertainment, mm-hmm. and and they're nice enough to come on and give away their information. And apologies if they're not all trained public speakers. I just think it's a shitty feedback. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't yeah. want to say it about one of us. Sure, no. well, then by all means, I'll like, uh, I'll have a talk to somebody. Yeah. You, you did have two uh, unnecessary likes in your rant just yeah, now. I did, I did. But I, you know, to to criticize the guests for their speech patterns, I'm not into that. I think that's I think that's kind of lame. Yeah. Well, it's not our yeah. job as uh, interviewers. Yeah. This isn't the Grammar people. Network. Yeah. We're now, not, if we were, we're like celebrity radio, the celebrity interview network, then fine. <laughs> yeah. These are people who should know how to present themselves. Right. You know, but come on. These are beer. These, they practically live in a dungeon uh, the, most of the week. They're in a beer cellar yeah. talking to stainless steel. So get over it. All right. Moving on. Uh, Anthony <laughs> writes in. Um, I totally agree with JP on his stance on the beer sent in for the show. But I can say with absolute certainty 
that if I were in Scott's shoes, I'd be keeping a bunch of extra bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers from Anthony. Um, Cheers. Cheers. All right, Ponch writes in. I like this email. This is a good question. It says, hey, fellas, love the show. Um, I've been working in sales for a, a two-year-old microbrewery in Texas. Um, he says, sorry, JP. <laughs> um, he says, it can be stressful, but listening to the session motivates me in my long days, funny, informative, uh, et cetera. Uh, he says, question, on several occasions, we are faced with the request for free stuff from bars and restaurants. I'm not talking about stickers or signage. I'm talking about free or discounted beer, uh, pint glasses, not related to pint nights, free brewer's t- uh, T-shirts, uh, et cetera, all sorts of stuff. And from what I understand, free beer is illegal. I don't even get reimbursed for a lot of my expenses. We do it for the cause, which is, um, by the way, the cause is the name of our IPA, he says. Uh, my point is that in my particular market, uh, it can be we get a free brewer shirt and you get a tap line. So he says, I'm naive to believe, um, am I naive to believe that this isn't prevalent in other markets? Is this a growing pain for a market? Uh, and in the end, we work our way around it just by finding business elsewhere. We want someone who will buy our beer because it's good, uh, not because they get free shit. And I'm just curious about your thoughts. Keep up the good work from Ponch. So Ponch. Where's John? I don't know. Where's <laughs> that's, John? All, that's all anyone Where's wants John to know. John's still alive? Let's look him up. <laughs> Let's take a look. Uh-huh. So I have heard about this in our market in California, and it's you know it's called pay to play, mm-hmm. and uh, it's illegal. It's highly illegal, and I, I believe this is state by state. Um, I'm no expert on this, but in this state, hold at on, least, Justin, this is very important. Larry <laughs> Wilcox is alive. What's his name? Mary. Larry Wilcox. Oh, thank you, yeah. Larry. Good. Go, go on. Yeah. L Y. Well done. R R Y. What's he doing? What was he last in? Chips. Um, <laughs> yeah, chips. <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so. In our market, it's illegal for a brewery to give anything of value Uh to a retail location. So a pint glass, for example, has value. And... Uh, it's it's well, not nothing a, more it's, than three dollars. It's is that what it is? Yeah, there's a limit. Okay, so, so a case of pint glasses, pint glasses, and now they've got trucker hats that come in at three dollars that they can give to them. Well, but wait a minute. So it doesn't count like a case of of glasses. No, it has a value of more than well, three dollars. It's from the brewer to the end customer via the the, the bar. So they're allowed to do pint nights yeah, now with glasses. Right, but mm-hmm. they can't, you know. Okay. But they can't give the retailer anything of value yeah, over $3. Exactly. And the reason is because big beer can afford to do that and would have, and, and probably did for quite some time, yeah. uh, basically buy accounts that way. Now, all that being said, yeah, it happens. I know it happens. Mm-hmm. I have brewers <laughs> tell me it's happening all the time. Uh, so I have small brewers that complain to me behind the scenes. In fact, I even had a small brewer ask me one day <laughs> if I would tackle... The subject of it. An expose. And an and actual expose. Ooh. And I was... <laughs> a serial show. I was uncomfortable. I would want uh, life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was uncomfortable with it because, for money. one, we don't make career shit insurance. on sponsors as it is. Right. We don't have a lot of brewery sponsors yet. And I felt like I'd be shooting myself in the foot, uh, becoming like the, the whistleblower, if <laughs> you will. Deep. Um, you got to shut this guy up. up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just being honest with you. I was unwilling to take on this expose. That and the fuck do I know how to do an expose? Yeah, right. Uh, Got the book from school. But (laughs) I know it happens, and I think it's unfortunate that it happens, and it's entirely illegal that it happens. And And I know that some of these breweries are craft breweries that you and I think are cool. 
And I don't think they're being very cool when they do that stuff. I think that's really fucked up. Um, well, I mean, is it fucked up because they, they should police themselves or... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they uh, should not be engaging in illegal activity that um, sets an unfair marketplace, is what I think. Because that's what they're doing. They're, they're setting uh, an unfair marketplace so that small brewers who, A, want to abide by the law and or, B, can't afford to do otherwise because they can't be giving out free swag at every account, it's unfair. It's it's not a fair marketplace, and I just I, I don't like it. I think it's a I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a dick move, especially then when you go around saying, "Oh, craft beer, and we're all friends, and we're all great," yet you're kind of shafting your colleagues. So it's just it's hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Well, and even well, the the loophole <laughs> that they just recently kind of figured out with the less than three dollars per item yeah. direct to the consumer. Okay, that does still help the bigger breweries because. Can the small breweries afford to get donate like four cases of pint glasses to do a pint night no, at, some, they can't. at a bunch yeah. of pint nights? You're and right. so that's going to affect their business at individual retailers because the big breweries can come in and be like, "Yeah, we'll do a pint night a month because we can afford to give away all this stuff." Right. But a small brewery can't even do that. That's a good point. Yeah, it's just the laws are so, made to protect the small guy, and it's a case where they're doing exactly the opposite. Yeah. Because they're not enforced. Yeah. Or they're making these well, exceptions. Well, but even that exception is, yeah, allows isn't, isn't for the, helping yeah. the small guy. True. Yeah, I don't like it, and I don't like it when I hear about some of the breweries that I like doing it. I None of them are ever going to admit to me that they do it, you know. Um, it's just one of those things that happens, unfortunately, but I don't think it's right. I think is it's it, fucked is up. it right from the breweries, or is it from the distributors? Like, the breweries will give distributors shit to give away, and then the distributors are doing it, and maybe the breweries have no idea that it's going on. So I, I can only go on record as speculating. Yeah, I think the breweries in both. I think it happens in both cases. Okay, and I think that sometimes the directive comes down from the breweries. Yeah, um, to the distributors. In either case, mm-hmm. the breweries know about it. Mm. I think they know about it. I, no. I, I just I think there's no way they don't know about it. I have heard, it's all hearsay, right? So, right. Um, but I've heard a specific strategy of some of the larger craft brewers. Uh, that their strategy, their whole thing is going in and saying, I will give you a couple kegs of beer. Just put me on tap. Let me stay yeah, here. And I'm going to sure. give you, uh, you know, that's illegal. That is so here, that uh, is yeah. so highly unethical and yeah. illegal. And also say, here, and charge my card uh, $300. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just charge my card. Yeah. Uh, so w- just to from their point of view, and I'm in no way defending it, w- what if they said, well, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't get a tap line. If I don't do some, even though I, I fully yeah. understand it's immoral, it's illegal, but I, I can't get a tap line. Yeah. What, what, what should they do to get a tap line? In my opinion, they should, not, they should absolutely not engage for, in, a, in, a, in illegal activity. Uh, like sure. like Poncha is saying, what they do is they go try to find business elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Show them great beer. Get your marketing better. Uh, show them that if by putting your beer on tap, you're the new thing in town. This is what people want. They're going to come into your bar to try it. I think there are ways to make your beer speak. Uh, if you pay attention to marketing and you pay attention to your, your beer, of course, first and foremost, um, sure, there are going to be some accounts you just can't do it otherwise. Like, that's what this guy's saying. These people go, you want a tap line? Give me a shirt. And I think even that small thing, I think that sentiment, I'd want to give the guy the finger right then and there. I'd yeah. want to come in with, a, like, a secret recorder <clears throat> yeah. and, and sort of <laughs> blow the whistle on it, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if they're being that overt about it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there. I think there's a lot of people that are around the people that are receiving these things that would be more than willing to talk about it uh, in, in terms of doing the expose. 
You mean like bartenders? Who, yeah, who bartenders, do you mean would do? assistant okay. bartenders, managers. Yeah. You know, the, the, the graph goes to somebody that's supposed to keep that on the down low. Oh, know? we so, can get a voice changer? Oh, yeah. It happens a lot, and I really don't understand. It gets the lotion, and it puts... Oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah. So both like of you guys not. still sound like you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Really? <laughs> Say like. I feel like. Right. I'm monster. Devo, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get us to a break so we can get to our guest. But this is an interesting topic. I would love to hear uh, from people in the industry yeah, who have something in. to say about it. Uh, in fact, if you want to call in on today's show, we could revisit the, su- uh, the subject, uh, I guess, at the end of the program, 888-401-BEER. Or uh, if there were enough people that came forward, I would be willing to do a show on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens, and I think it sucks. I think that, <laughs> you know, I'll just say this. I bet that a lot of the craft breweries justify it by saying, well, look, we're okay, you smaller guys are having a hard time competing with us. Well, we're having a hard time competing with the bigger guys than us, so that's why we do it. In other words, they justify why they do it. And we're I, not I, the only I don't, ones. I don't think it's right. Yeah, we're not the only one. This is the game. This is the whatever. I don't know. I say fuck all that. Why don't, why don't you just turn, turn people in? Like if you're a brewer and you go and, oh, they're giving away T-shirts at pint night from the brewery, that's not right. Turn them in. Finish. Yeah. I wonder That's if the number one method of enforcement by the ABC is is it people turning people in? It's again. I'm, I'm a tie, and they have you to investigate every one. <laughs> you get stitches. Yeah, you get whacked if you yeah. snitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not saying you. But, oh, okay. Uh, you know the Gambino Brewing Company. I'm sure wouldn't <laughs> yeah. snitch anybody. Else. They're looking for me, man. I can't snitch. <laughs> You're going underground. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We're going to be talking to our guest today. We're going to have a good time talking to Scratch Town Brewing Company. So hang in there just a few minutes from now. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? 
go to the 21 and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com hey woolly i'm beat can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while you're beat I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotation. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. The Brewcasters are back. And it ain't 401 beer. Whatever. Yes, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget, you can go over and see our good friend Brad at Beersmith.com. Go to Beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith homebrewing software. It's good stuff. A bunch of professionals that come in here use it, too. It's that robust. It's the only one that's kept up to date. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can get your free 21-day trial. And if you don't like it, it just expires there on your computer and, I don't know, self-destructs. I don't know what it does. Sends, you, sends a spy to your house to kill you. I think that's what it does. It's, it wipes your computer. Actually, wipes. And you start over. Yeah. Amazing. yeah. You start your whole life over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking to get rid of your wife or anything like that, yeah, get me. your free 21 day. No, there's a, it can do everything for you except get you a new wife, I think. Uh, but go check it out. Uh, it does a bunch of stuff you didn't even know you needed it to do. Go to beersmith.com right now and check it out. All right. Our guest today, our Scratch Town Brewing Company from Ord. Nebraska. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, well, they're pouting, yeah. obviously. They might be. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you think they're up, do you think they're upset about the no about the no broadband internet? Right. Uh, kind of Skype works slower on dial-up. <laughs> you may have mispronounced words. They're typing to me. Hey guys, so I see that you're typing to me that you're there and we're connected, but in some way, shape, or form, your microphone is muted over there, right, or you've got the wrong mic uh, selected as your mic in your settings. Are you using the mic that says M Y K E? Because that's definitely <laughs> wrong. If you up your ass, you know which one it was. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe it is up their ass. That's why we can't hear them. What the fuck? <laughs> did anybody else just catch that? No. Yeah. I just want to change the subject. He goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If it were up your ass, you'd know which one yeah. was the right one. <laughs> Sounds like my, like my dad. Um, so here, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to hang up on you, and you can maybe check it out. Do a, do a Skype test call, and if you can hear yourself that way. Uh, and then as a backup, just type me a, uh, a phone number. I can call you. I have one if you, so. if you need it. Did you Skype test them, Moskowitz? No. I, they were, I was on a plane all day today. I, I got care. in late. I could give a shit what you're doing. No. I'm saying. Uh, all right. Let's see what happens there. You guys want to talk about We have their uh, beer. What's important in your life? Tasty, right? you want to talk about microphones in your butt. <laughs> so Justin failed on I the water challenge. I did fail on the water challenge. Of course you did. Because uh, you should fail on the water yeah. challenge. I failed days ago. Too. We're in a drought. Stop drinking yeah. that stupid thing. water entirely. We're in a drought. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Somewhere around last Thursday. Well, you got to cleanse your body from you all that water like you were drinking. Three and a half days. I did. You. Which, but, but yeah. technically, those three gallons of water are, are more water than I've drank in the last month. So uh, I think I think I'd served its purpose and uh, I'm ready <laughs> to, to move on. Ready right. to move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to get a Fitbit now. Yes. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, you should see what a disastrous mess I am. The charge HR. Every time I hear somebody talk about their Fitbit, they, they talk about how great it is and all the information it gives them, which. Yeah. Which is which is mind blowing. It's astounding this technology. But all I can think is, God, who wants to know all that? Like I people with uh, as if weird I don't anxiety. as if JP. I already oh. don't know I'm gonna die yeah, early. How depressing. Yeah, I want to like change. So I was in the same boat, and I have a I have a, a Fitbit. Me and Jay, Jay and I are, are Fitbit friends. Uh, Jay uh, from the Rare Barrel. Oh, he's a Fitbitter as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brewers and Fitbits. It's a whole thing. They're weird. I'm. I'm I, 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 one of the reasons I got it is because I, I want to see how much I walk when I'm at Disneyland. Like at Disney World, one day we locked, I walked 11 and a half miles in one day. That's a lot of walking. That is a lot of walking. Um, but yeah, this one tracks your, like, your heart rate, which is really awesome for someone with like That's anxiety That's what I'm saying. You issues. don't need this in no, your life, like, man. Like on the plane, I'm like every five minutes like, oh, fuck, it's still at 97. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, okay. Shit, it's at 94. What the hell's going on? Am I dying? It's slowing down. What's yeah, happening? it's winding down. <laughs> yeah, my heart is winding. I'm actually winding <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I am a clock. <laughs> I'm watching it happen. <laughs> yeah, who wants that thing? I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, for the most part, it's been it's it's helped my anxiety in some respects. Because, something to do. Uh, well, it's something to do, but also like whenever I feel strange or whatever and I think something's uh, wrong with me, I can look and go... No, my heart's still beating normally. normally everything's yeah, everything's yeah. fine. Oh, it's not. There's not a, a fluctuation. Yeah, but you're alive. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that you're upright you d- still. Th- this tells you that everything's fine. I have a sickness. You know. <laughs> you know, people die from other things besides heart failure, though. Shut. One, <laughs> they, throw. they die in plane crashes. <laughs> <Right>. they, <Yeah. laughs> they, they die at uh, Disneyland on die, rides. They die sitting I mean, on their couch. They die happens. walking to the kitchen. Yeah, it's very rare. They don't die at Disneyland. Nobody dies at Disneyland. <laughs> Stop it. I think that's all just hidden. 
Uh, yeah, they scoop you up off the floor before yeah, anyone yeah. else can see you. Oh, yeah. You're under the rug. Yeah. It's all part of the plan. Then they put you in the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? <laughs> right. They push they... you in the moat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, on, the, you know, on Ears Up, we interviewed uh, these two um, uh, custodial managers at Disney. They worked custodial in Disneyland for like years. Yeah. And the guy told a story about how he found a dead body in the in the. In the moat? In the bathroom. Oh. Like, just on the, in the stall. Sure. People yeah, come everywhere. out in like an hour, and I'm That's like, another way oh people die, Beardy. Oh, yeah, on the toilet. On the toilet. Stupid. Yeah. Well, you spend the last part of your life there. I mean, you're going yeah. to die at some point it, in time. It, yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> good point. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if, you know, say when you die, you know, you let loose everything. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If there was a pie chart of places you would die, the toilet would be a rather it's large rather nice. slice yeah. of the pie. It would be. The yeah. toilet in Disneyland was a smaller slice. Yeah. You know, this segment uh, is making me feel like we should do a, a non-show. Like one of these like Mondays. Like we, no, no, I need for the <laughs> oh. session. Okay. And like where an actual... we just we just get on here and I go, all right, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Freeform it. Yeah. And we'll do a three-hour Monday session. We should do it. Of bullshit. <laughs> Let's do that. Ooh. Listeners oh, right now wow. are going, what's the difference from a normal Monday <laughs> show? Yeah. We could charge a dollar for that show. <laughs> It's yeah. your one dollar show. We $1 wouldn't feel show. guilty about no homebrew content too. Yeah, because <laughs> we'll announce it we ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, seriously, put it up on iTunes for a buck. Yeah, why not? No, because who buys it? It's not worth the five dollars. <laughs> oh, you have to pay five dollars <laughs> to put it on. No, iTunes. I mean the five people that are going to download it. It's a whole you know, no, it's a lot of work. You misunderstand. Mm. Well, you know, yeah, not to change the subject. Uh, yeah, but the guy I was thinking of our friends from uh, Creature Comforts. Yeah, they're the same sort of problem that the guys from Texas have. Yes, and that's why so I thought they that be email. What the, how that turns out? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was from that state, oh. but no. no uh, just... Yeah, you're right. It's the same. It's the same issue. Yeah. And watch that Indiegogo. I mean, sometimes a good old fashioned lawsuit is what's needed. Nice segue, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you listeners understand that's good what radio the, yeah. the model that works in California and most other states is that you open a small brewery. Make a small amount, but you sell it all yourself. You become a bar, basically. Yeah. And you make a good margin on that beer, and then yeah. you, you know, accumulate some assets, and pretty soon you got like revenues, and you go to the bank and say, we want to make more, even more beer. Yeah. So we want to expand, and that's, yeah, that's the model. They can't do that in Texas or or Georgia. Or Georgia. Right, which is it's it's just really inhibiting, yeah. and it's anti small business. You know what's funny is for a state like Texas, uh, who, who you know touts themselves as as not the government state. <laughs> yeah, right. Let let people run a business. Yeah, let me run free or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jamil and I met a fledgling brewer this weekend who had told I, I came in at the end of the conversation, but he had told Jamil that he's going to open this little brewery without doing. A tasting room. And Jamil looked at him. Jamil, I'm paraphrasing, but Jamil basically said, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> you can't. Do not do that. No. Do not. Absolutely do not. You have to sell out of your front of the house. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. That's where your big margin is. It's where you're going to make most of your money. And I've said this a uh, hundred times on here. Some of these breweries at startup make 80% of their income at oh, that yeah. tap room. Oh, yeah. For the foreseeable future. Not have to pay for distri- distribution. Oh, yeah. No, it's right there. Yeah, oh, right. Packaging. <clears throat> All that. All yeah. That. My guess is that when we get to talk to our guest tonight, uh, Moscow's in there working it out so we can get this Skype working, we're going to find that they do most of their sales out of their tap room in this small town as well. Of course. And, uh, and are able to make ends meet because of it. So, yeah, that's where that margin is. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, like our friends from Creature Covers, they, they, you know, because they couldn't, they had to open it like, I mean, open, start out. 
at a large production, you know, mm, beer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Open up at a 30 barrel brew house. That's a lot of money. Which is really prohibitive. It is. To, 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 yeah, money wise to be able to put that out. But yeah. then also, think of the amount of accounts you have to go, you have to have right when you hit mm. the street. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't miss. In order month. to make ends meet. Yeah. 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 Might want to think about moving. It sounds impossible. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not like there's 49 other states you could open a brewery in. <laughs> well, I think on our show, they were talking about expanding, but expanding in another state. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, think. I mean, what a weird thing. So you'd think that the easy solution is, well, don't open in that state. But this is where these people live, and they love where no, they no. live, and yeah. they they want to run a business sure. there. They want yeah. to be part of their part community, of their life. Yeah. and so they go that hard route. And God bless them for making it, creature yeah. comforts, and anybody else in that state. Um, well, the people state. in Georgia ought to send a few bucks over to the Texas guys on their Indiegogo. Uh, yeah, thing. yeah. Because if then you get precedent too. I think you can. You, you get can, a lawsuit to go through just, like that. You have a little precedent. Yeah, you can you know, see how they did it. Make some reference. Yeah, Texas has dry counties and weird stuff like that. It's so weird. Yeah. You're in a drought. Yeah. yeah. You'd think that Texas of all states wouldn't have any of that. Yeah. You'd think that Texas would be, be no the laws. land of the free. Yeah. Like Germany, right? <laughs> yeah. America. Yeah. You can put anything in your beer in Germany. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Las Vegas. You think, oh, you think Texas be. would be one big... You can even put pills in your yeah. beer in that one. Ah, yeah. God, I love Las Vegas. You know, there's you no prostitution here. in Las Vegas. It's all around Las Vegas. Right, not in Las Vegas proper. Yeah. But, you know, there's ways around it. There's, you know, numbers to call. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I can't walk down the street without getting handed. Well, yeah. I need yeah. escorting. <laughs> right. My, my evening needs an escort to carry oh. me throughout yeah. the Sure. Evening. Massages are not illegal. No. You know? No. Not one, even the happy kind. Uh, doesn't, what's the rule that I can't be massaged with a vajun? You know? There is no There is rule. no rule. It's a massage. Were you telling me or someone uh, was uh, introducing me verbally <laughs> yes to uh, the fact the um the the new i guess it's the new hotness with uh like kids religious kids called floating Ooh. was that you is that it was at my no, wedding no but I, this conversation does sound familiar hey just real quick bevo uh just we can call them on their phone if they if you're still working out skype we'll just call them on a on their phone um and you'll cringe the whole time wait all night yeah for this all right, he says he's almost there. Okay, seconds. great. Floating, floating is where. So it's it's you know uh, some news reports will say like oh young kids they want to keep their virginity yeah so they'll go <laughs> anal times right yeah uh, which only only a sixteen year old horny this is a great preface teenager to is going to interview. think of this right okay. so the other one is into the 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 baby maker. But you don't go in and out. You just sit in it. Oh, we did talk about this. Yes. I, f- I forget if we talked about this on Lunch Meat. No, uh, I think no. it was at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. So now that you're married, we're going to tell you about floating. your wedding. I don't remember True. anything. So uh, Kate comes up to me the other day and says, um, hey, float. so when we were talking to Chris and Amy Graham at JP's wedding, we they said we want to make dinner plans. And I said... <sighs> Chris Graham was at JP's wedding? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, the kids uh, and everything. Apparently, yeah, and apparently I hung out with him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Welcome remember. to my world. <laughs> uh, am I trying yeah. Skype again? Try now, yeah. All right. Let's see what we can do. We'll Skype this shit up. Let's float here a while. <laughs> we all float down here, though. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, are you there? Float. We're here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yay, technology. You guys have high-speed internet. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets. The, the 21st century hasn't quite reached us out here yet. Dude, you got to feed that cow on the treadmill, man. Give him some more carrots. 
Well, the copper wire was cut, I guess, outside, so we got got it fixed. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) All right, so we have here uh, Caleb and Mike. Caleb Pollard uh, is the founder of Scratchtown Brewing Company, and Mike Kilmeck is a co-founder and the uh, head brewer. You can go right now to scratchtown.beer if you want to kind of follow along with us and check out their website and learn all about them. And uh, you guys are from Ord, Nebraska. That is correct. Were you born and raised in Ord, Nebraska? Uh, This is Mike. Yeah, I was born and raised here. Um, After uh, graduation from college, I moved into uh, Omaha for about a dozen years and moved back here in about 2011. Okay. What's the population there? 2,000 people. Wow. No, we're not we're talking about Omaha. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little hamlet out in the hills. <laughs> How many cows? Uh, more way more. Way, <laughs> way, way more. We got four cows for every resident. <laughs> yeah. It says that on the city that, limits. That's not, a, that's not a bad estimate. Okay. All right. Well, how many people live within a 20-minute drive of your place? Oh, uh, we're looking maybe ten to 15,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Within a, and mm. I was reading just a little bit about you guys. You're... What are you? You're 60 miles from anything. Does that sound about right? Yeah, we are. We're uh, we're way out in the hills. Which means no, I think everything everything is 60 miles from us. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I like that attitude. But I mean, you know, 60 miles from the freeway, 60 miles to the next major town. Like you're you're really out there in the hills. We are. I love it. Okay. Uh, what did you now? Scratch Town is 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 fairly young, right? When did you guys open? October fourth, uh, 2013 was the day we opened. And what did you all do before that? Um, when I lived in Omaha, I worked for First National Bank of Omaha in uh, uh, banking, finance, credit card issuing. Uh, when I moved back here and met Caleb, uh, I was just still home brewing and doing computer repair. Oh. Caleb? Yeah, I was in uh, the private sector for a bit and then uh, jumped into the public sector, was the uh, the Chamber of Commerce guy, and I did economic development uh in omaha for a bit and then moved out here to kind of run the the gig out here to grow the local economy and uh <laughs> and we have some unique aspects out here that uh even though we're really small we've got some area lakes that bring quite a few travelers to the area and so we we thought you know we were strategically located right in the middle we said hey man there's there's an opportunity to uh to make some good beer out here and to capitalize on all the people kind of coming through this area uh, is a tourism destination. Let's give it a shot and see what happens. And so I'm not I'm not actually a native of Ward. I'm I'm from Southeast Nebraska originally. And prior to to moving here, uh, I went to college, uh, University of Nebraska. And that's where I met my wife, and we started our, our our family and our career there. And eventually, just I wanted to get back to kind of my small town roots. So that's why we moved out here. And and fate intervened when I met Mike, and and we started homebrewing together. And and that really kind of ignited the fires for all this. So you guys were both home brewers, in yes. essence. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't didn't think of starting a brewery until you actually ended up in Ord, and then you went from there. Okay. Well, you know, when I was uh, out of college, you're home brewing, and I got into home brewing because oh. I thought it was a cheap way to to, to acquire <laughs> beer. <just laughs> what a, yeah. what a yeah. Georgian horse that was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it works Kirk's, on the way. Uh, uh, his Kirk's Brew in Lincoln uh, was probably the instigator of a lot of the, of, oh. of the genesis of Scratch Town way back when. But uh, thanks to them, yeah, absolutely. He got got me started in home brewing, and um, and I went on a couple brewery tours as I traveled around the U.S. and and you know I'd been drinking craft beer for about a decade, uh, I guess, prior to that, and and just said, you know, 
this would be a really, really interesting and fun endeavor to kind of jump into an adventure at least. And, and then when I started homebrewing with Mike, I was like, man, this guy can make really good beer. Cause I was, I was very, very average as a homebrewer, very average. And that's being kind to myself. So when I, when I saw what the potential was for him and I mean, the fact that when we opened two years ago, there was no brewery essentially between the uh, the Wyoming and Iowa border north of the interstate. Okay. Yeah, who would be stupid enough to do that? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when we got open, it was uh, it was a bit of a, a surprise at the, the reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. what do you, can you pinpoint what the uh, biggest couple of few differences were in your processes as homebrewers that made him so much better than you? Like, what was he doing? Uh, he, he put the time in to learn how to... You know, go you know go from extract and kits to, to you know grain. And, you know, he he brewing classic styles is the book I think he knows by heart like the Bible. <laughs> I will say I, I will say this: when I was supposed to be at my desk at the bank in Omaha, I was listening to the Jamil show. Nice Saints plug, but uh, that kind of got me going a little bit. I love it. So the BN basically was the difference. Yeah, I, I mean. Internet and uh, you know reading is what really uh, helped improve my. Well, that's look at when you go to Omaha, yeah. you get internet and you read. Yeah, <laughs> is, isn't you know? that great? What do you do in your spare time? Yeah. I'm into the internet. Yeah. 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 Boys. I'm into We're reading. Good libraries out here too. I, I just had a lot of time when I was supposed to be doing other work that right. I spent on sure. uh, listening to BN. So and I actually so, worked, so I I, uh, I didn't put in the the extra time, I guess, on the research side for me it was more a curiosity i was much more of a uh an appreciate i guess a, a, an enthusiast of just uh the fine beers from around the world that we could get our hands on i mean nebraska does have access to some pretty great beer especially midwest breweries you know starting back you know when i was like 21 out of, in college and we started drinking you know boulevard unfiltered and that was really kind of that and fat tire was the gateway drug for me into mm. into craft beer and i was like you know, beer's bigger than you know Milwaukee's best. So yeah, you know maybe 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 I should you know jump into this a little bit more. But you know, and and, and credit to Mike. I mean, he he really spent time reading and and, and really looking beyond just uh, the one through twelve step. You know, you know extract kit. Sure. You know, instruction so, manual that I that I was you know I, I at that time I didn't put the time in to be honest with you. Mike, what were you brewing on? What was your system like at the time? Uh, I was doing just the old cheap and easy batch barge, you know, cooler, mash ton. Okay. Um, five, ten-gallon batches. Fermenting in carboys? Yep. Did you have temperature control? Yeah, I did fermentation control, yeast yeah. starters, and the, the works, you know, that that – that's about where I jumped from that basically to the three barrel system. So. Okay, uh, and then yeah, just before we you know get to your brewery, uh, could you buy good beer in town? There was you know was there a little craft beer shelf at the store or what? In, in Ord, Nebraska, no. We okay. had you know I like I said I moved back here in in uh, January of eleven, and craft beer was you know Sam Adams, maybe two different kinds of Sam Adams. Okay, uh, now here two years later. Both stores have at least a door in the that's all Nebraska craft beer. Oh, nice! So it, it has changed since we moved back. But you know, I like I said, living in Omaha, I could get the best that Nebraska had. Okay. Um, at the time, you know, you're getting a Colorado beers, everything. So well, and you know, we're we're having a little fun with you guys here. But let's be honest, Nebraska's putting out some good beer. Too, you guys got. Yeah, some I agree. Yeah. I agree. You guys yeah, have some I mean, good breweries. I'll toot our horn a little bit. I mean, we had some success at the U.S. Open this summer, and then our good friends at Nebraska Brewing Company, yeah, yeah. and Zipline Zip with their Copper Alt, and then NBC's 
uh, Melange Trois. I mean, they mm-hmm. they won you know the second largest most entered uh, category at uh, the Great American Beer Fest this summer with the. Uh, uh, was it the wood aged uh, wood aged strong beers? Yeah. So Nebraska, you know, is is elevating their game, and the fun thing about it is, is you know, not only are we friends, but we've done some collaborations with some of the brewers from, especially from NBC. Sam Riggins is a is a phenomenal brewer. He's no longer with NBC, but he's been out here for a collaboration, and we've got a a, a winter event we do at the the winter solstice called the Darkest Day. And it's a dark beer fest where we have anywhere from eight to eleven different uh, dark beers that we do exclusively. And he's going to be brewing a collab beer with us this year uh, as well. So it, it, you know, we've been able to kind of uh, elevate our game a little bit, but we've also been able to uh, to really uh, stand at the feet of some uh, some really high quality uh, brewers here in the state of Nebraska and see that we're starting to kind of you know stake a claim to yeah. to good beer here. And that's I think the fun of it all is that you know. You can be out in the sticks, and you you is you know you can still make world class beer and and have a lot of fun doing it, and you know turn cowboys and and farmers and you know well drillers and, <laughs> and pipe fitters onto this idea that uh, that uh, Coors Light and Bush Light isn't the only thing out there on the shelf to drink. I like it. Is it a pretty tight knit community of brewers in Nebraska? Since, I mean, how many are there? Uh, twenty five operational. I want to say we've got like three to five in planning, and, uh, and, and 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 you know there's 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 some competitive juices that flow, but absolutely we're fairly tight knit. Um, I would say that the majority of those brewers are in Omaha and Lincoln, and then you've got uh, maybe a third of the brewers outside of that area. And what's interesting is since we opened uh, two years ago, uh, we've got another brewery that opened fifty miles west of us, and then there's another one that's opening uh, could be this month, just thirty miles to the northwest of us. And outside of the metro of Lincoln and Omaha, the most uh, brewery-dense region of Nebraska is now the least populated, which is where we're located in the Nebraska Sandhills. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of fun. That's yeah, it's crazy. Cool. It, it's it kind of unexpected, and it's a lot of fun to say that, you know, we were the first to do it. But in the same token, it was inspiration for others to get out and get after it. Yeah. You just pour yourself some Pinot Noir over there? What was that? <laughs> well, yeah, we're Good making a black imperial porter. That nice. sounded like fancy glassware to me. <laughs> it is. Well, let's talk beer for a second, if you don't mind, because we have your, uh, I believe it's your Wonder Twins double IPA in our glass. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us about this beer. Uh, that's a beer I made about, oh, I want to say about a year ago the first time. We got a contract on some Mosaic and Citra, and I wanted to to throw a lot into a beer. So it's, uh, you know, base malt, little Crystal 40, some uh, dextrose to thin it out heavily on the dry hops. Um Probably from people from California, it's not going to be as bracingly bitter as most doubles you're used to, but it still clocks in 100 IBUs, but it's kind of more on the, as far as I'm concerned, it's a little more on the flavor and aroma side, I guess. As I explain it to a customer that comes into our tap room or when we're doing like tastings at uh, retailers, I say it's dank and fruity and delicious. And and the surprising thing is, is uh, it's our most popular beer with this uh, cattleman group that comes in when it's on tap, or you know, we do a bottle release with it, and they just they go bonkers over it. So it's hilarious. I have to admit that that surprises me a little bit because you're describing the area like uh, people that had to be introduced to craft beer, but now they're going straight for the double IPA. Yeah, you, that is absolutely correct because, wow. uh, I, like I said, I grew up here. I was probably the last person of the group to be convinced that this was, you know, something that could float out here. Okay. Uh, because of the Bush Light, Coors Light culture. But uh, like Caleb said, when our double IPA comes on, I mean, they they will, I don't want to say come out of the hills because that sounds pretty stereotypical. But, 
Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it brings in hills. the locals. I mean, people have adapted to. Um, we got two barrel aged beers coming out in probably about a month. The double IPA. We do imperial oatmeal stout. Uh, you know, Belgians. It, it, being from this area, it has really surprised me uh, how people have taken to the craft beer. Sure. Culture. So let's talk about that a little bit. So before you guys open, you come up with this idea, you're, you're homebrewing together, and you think maybe we should open one of these up. And it sounds like at least one of you says, well, you're crazy. We're way out here in the middle of nowhere. No one's going to buy all this beer. Talk to I'll, me about I'll, that. I'll go back a little bit. When I was living in Omaha looking to move back here, and Caleb said he was economic development director, I was communicating him before we'd ever met. And I said, I want to move back to Ord. Somehow it came up that we were both home brewers, and uh, and he says, "Hey, Ord could use a brewery," and uh, more or less my answer to him through email is, "You're fucking crazy." <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know, here, yeah. here we are now, so two years after being open, and and it turns out that he had. Uh, how did you get talked into homework. it? How did you get talked into that? Like, what was the convincing thing that hey, don't worry about it. If we build it, they will come. Well, there's a couple things. I mean, you know, like the shit show that was 2008, 2009 housing crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, you know, we did the, we did the, 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 the quote unquote, the thing you're supposed to do when you get out of college, right? You're supposed to start a family, buy a house, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, you get, yeah. you know, you, you get that shit sandwich that is, uh, that is a 2009 housing collapse. And you look at your 401k and you're like, wow, you know, some asshole on Wall Street just, you know, raked yeah. me for a third of my savings. Yeah. And I said, you know, I said, you know, I'm tired of doing everything that that everybody tells you you should do and getting you know fisted over it so it was like <laughs> we need to we need to do something a little bit different and the other piece to it was is that, you know i believe that that there was a real opportunity to introduce uh this area to craft beer especially when you look at uh you look at the 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 economic uh i guess the traffic that flows in and out of this area from a from a travel and tourism perspective and i said you know there's a couple things in play here. One, we can feast when the you know when when it's feeding season on the on the on the people coming through the the, the area lakes. We're talking like you know 350,000 people throughout a summer. Okay. Oh, the area oh, lakes we have out here. There we go. There was no brewery. There, you know, there's no like you know decent place to get a good beer okay. at all. Period. And then uh, the other piece to it was, and it was kind of like a, a pitch over drunkenly over beers one night, uh, more not to Mike but to his wife. And I just said, Julie, I said. You know, if this thing fails, we're young enough. You know, we're still in our 30s. And I was 29 when I started kind of scheming this thing up. I said, we can recover financially yeah. if this thing falls flat on its face. And and so we kind of, you know, we kind of moved forward with that with that, uh, with that that mindset. And then we did uh, a couple tastings here in town. There's a, uh, you know, like the, you know, like a county fair, like yeah. a traditional small town county fair. The fair board does this beer and wine tasting every November. And so, like, hell, let's let's show up to it, but let's show up to it with, like, crazy beer. And when I say crazy beer, I use that in quotations. Crazy for out here. We did a barrel-aged brown and then uh, a bourbon barrel-aged brown, and then we did uh, our Black Eye Imperial Porter, which you guys have. Okay. And those are the two first beers that we sold out of within, like, an hour. And it was, you know, like, like I said earlier, it's it, it was farmers and ranchers, and, and, and we just, you know, we just drained two sixths of, 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 of pretty aggressive beers for this area. And I looked at Mike, and I said, holy shit, I think we'd. We're yeah. onto something here. Yeah, and so and so we kept we kept homebrewing, and we just kept giving it away and, and asking you know people what their uh, what their reaction was, and it was overly positive. But the piece to it, and I'll let Mike jump in here, that really kind of sealed the deal is is, is Mike's been pretty uh, thorough on entering into 
homebrew competitions over the last several years and was starting to place or win them. And so it wasn't just like a validation from, you know, the local layman that, that, that has an interest in a, in a slightly more maltier beer than what they normally drink. Yeah. There was some validation from, you know, blind tastings that, that said, Hey, you guys, you guys might be able to make some beer and make, and, and make some hay when hay's be, to be made. So yeah, that's when we kind of started really, really putting the, the, the pen to paper and saying, maybe we ought to do this. Okay. How did being in the economic, economic development department at the city help? Did it help at all? Like, cause you know, everybody mm. who's got to sign off on your applications and yeah, that so that's sort of a thing. great, that's a great question. So I was uh, what we call programming. Not only was I the director of economic development, I was program administrator for our local small business development fund. <laughs> and so, uh, in the course of being that economic development director for five years, you know, we did like 25 some loans and catalyzed like, you know, $7 million of, of small business investment in this community when I was when I was in that position. But I specifically did not apply for those resources because I was that program administrator and our third mm-hmm. business partner, Jade Stunkel, uh, is still on city council. And so there was just way too much conflict of interest there. But from a permitting standpoint and jumping through the all the all the red tape and all the bureaucratic hoops to get a brewery open, I had some relative experience in doing that. Yeah. And so we were able to Construct a brand new facility in downtown Ord because there was one empty uh, lot in downtown Ord that was available for new building construction. We were able to construct, build out, license, and plug and play and rock and roll and start brewing beer within 11 months. So Now, wow. hang on. Slow down one second. <laughs> First of all, that's astonishing. But Just second of all, yeah. how, how many – what size brewery did you say you put in? Three barrels. Now – I'm just kind of set back here that you did new construction for this yes. for this project. Like already, you're feeling it's a little risky, but we're going to go for it. Was there no existing construction that could house a three barrel brewery? That's a great question. We looked at about what five, six different buildings, and they were you know the amount of money that it would take to retrofit and bring these 120 year old downtown buildings up to code and up to speed with where we needed to be from a from a. Uh, from a real estate perspective didn't exist. And the other side was, was like, even though like we're way out in the Hills and like, we're super remote, like this town's got this like weird, awesome, like positive energy Yeah, where like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, the downtown was full. Well, there was very little real estate to get a hold of. Wow. We also looked at the fact that if we built our own building and uh, we we can build it with some expansion plans, so we can grow into this building a little bit. Which with other existing buildings, we probably wouldn't have been able to. I, I have. Oh, I, I'm looking at the building now. I, I have to admit, because I'm a stereotyping asshole, that in my mind I'm seeing like all these Amish guys like hand raising up, uh, you know, like wall, like barn raising for you guys. Like some, I'm just I that's, can't that's imagine Pennsylvania. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just I'm trying to imagine this new construction for a, a small brewery like that, and it looks fantastic. Now I'm looking at the picture, and it. it well, it, and it, it makes sense to get. I mean, n- new construction. If they had, there's an empty lot. It's a corner. It's a corner location yeah. amongst, like they said, a bunch of old downtown buildings. And if you get to build to spec, that's perfect. Yeah, I guess you're right. And like Caleb said, too, you know, always in the back of our mind, whether we admit it or not, was what's going to happen if this doesn't fly. Yeah. Well, we own a building. Yeah. A- 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 if it doesn't fly, at least we own a building. That's smart. And we can do something with that. So That's yeah, really smart. I don't think smart. too many breweries in the state of Nebraska actually own their own real estate, which we do. So we're, we're very – we're, I mean, and the other piece to it is, is like our overhead for doing business out here outside of like freight for, you know, hops or grain or, 
bottles. glass or bottles or everything else. I mean, I'll, freight is like the is is the biggest killer for us on business. But okay. like the cost of doing business out here, like the cost per square foot for real estate is like obscenely low. Okay, you know, like what's hilarious is like we talked, and I, I don't mean it hilarious for the victims of this story, but like when we talk to our our fellow. Uh, Breweries and planning, like in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, they're looking at lease space that's almost double what we pay in our bank note for our building, yeah. our operating note, and our and our equipment note. So it's like, wow, you know, we're we're able to operate in a space that where there was no competition and the cost of business being very, 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 very low. Well, I also have to say, Caleb, that I like your philosophy. I like how you, you spoke to Mike and, and his wife about this by saying, look, uh, we're going to take a risk, but we're still young enough to come back. And I think people people should think about that when they're at your age. And He also got us very drunk. Ah, well, that works, too. <laughs> that works, too. But you know what I mean? Because it's worth taking a risk early on to do something that you love to do rather than just ending up a working stiff. Um, you, you take a chance, and if you fail, you can still bounce back. And many times the story... Stories that we hear here on the Brewing Network are folks that got into it a little later and they're already kind of tied up and and it's you know they don't have that luxury. So I like hearing this from you for some of our younger listeners. Fucking go for it. You can. Bounce. Well, yeah. I mean, you, like I, I guess the best way to put it is it's better to 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 do something and fail than live a life of regret. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of the person that just said you know like if I don't do this now, the market's only going to get more. Uh, competitive. The cost of doing business is only going to increase. Yeah. And our ability to subsidize the brewery's needs with our time and uh, young naivete, uh, that window closes quickly when you get older. And so we were able to, I guess, throw well, our, our, our young uh, dad bods against the well, uh, – <laughs> Yeah. People actually do something with it. Well, yeah. and, and what better thing to invest in than yourself? You either invest in yourself or, you know, the ether, which is your 401k. I rated my 401k. I invested myself into this, and yeah, uh, it makes it all the more worthwhile. Well, I know some idiots that shouldn't invest in themselves, but overall, you're right. <laughs> as, well, as a general okay. rule, I think you're correct. That's a good point. Uh, they should just invest in the stock market. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah, those, those Way safer. Uh, all right, let me do this, guys. i got to take a break, and while we're at the break, we're going to get another one of your beers in our glass. I think we're going to get the black eye. In our okay. Whoa, in our huh? glass. The what? <laughs> yes, Terrence is here. <laughs> no, not the black guy. The black oh. eye. Yeah, we're gonna put oh. that. How you say it. Uh, yeah, it depends on how fast I say it. I guess. Yeah, um, black guy. So let's do that. We'll take a real quick break. When we come back, uh, more from the guys at Scratch Town Brewing Company. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2016 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2016 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 11, 2015, every Danstar yeast packet you use 
use is your ticket to enter. Visit DanStarYeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with DanStar and get your entries into the DanStar 2016 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at DanStarYeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Lalamond and DanStar Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online. Plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers to together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew nico brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals in Anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew. Your bare bones buddy in the brewing business.
right, welcome back. It's getting harder and harder to tell the difference between on the air and off the air around here. The, the entire break, these guys are screaming, RJ Steelwalker! And they're cracking themselves up. Oh, we'll dig you well or sell you a car, whatever you need. Or do both. Where else can you buy a Chrysler, a couch, or a brand new refrigerator? I'm J.R. Steelmaker. Can you come on down to Ark to... You were better off the air, man. J.R. Stillwater Jr.'s uh, diesel fermentorium. We'll sell you gas, too. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Yeah, having a good time both on and off the air here at the Hop Grenade, the home of the Brewing Network. Uh, We are still talking to Caleb Pollard and Mike Kilmack from Scratchtown Brewing Company from Ord, Nebraska. And uh, all right, boys, in your glass right now, I have, I believe it's your Imperial, is it Imperial Porter? Yes. Um, It's the Black Eye, right? Yep. The Black Guy. Still. Now, this is a nice beer. Tell me about this beer. Uh, this is this is one of the first beers I felt we had dialed in here. It's a whole homebrew recipe. Um, uh, let me let me let me see if I can't pull it up. We got uh, you know two row Munich brown chocolate and uh, just I wanted I wanted a, a nice strong beer that had a little bit of a heavier on the chocolate than the roast and and you know I I just. It's a good winter beer, something I really enjoy drinking. It is. And a good we, we've beer. got we've got kind of brutal winters out here. I mean, there's the Sandhills are like this, like uh, uh, like Fargo. Well, not that far north, but it's kind of like dances with wolves out here, like open prairie, not a lot of like trees and whatnot, and so they can be kind of bitter. And so, watch out for those. Uh, oh, we wanted to winter warmer a little bit to uh, to snuggle with the ladies and uh, yeah, yeah, and have a, you know have a you know have a, a nice glass of beer by the fire and uh, skin and a buffalo for, for a session and, and enjoy uh, enjoy a, a, a snowfall on, on a winter's eve. And this is a beer that kind of complemented that. This what? is a great beer for that. And is this one of the beers you're talking about that did real well at the at the fair? Uh, th- yeah, this is one of the ones that kind of surprised us when we originally served it to the locals. I had literally made this batch just for me and Caleb to drink or, or, or for our friends. We decided to take it to the local tasting, and it ended up becoming one of the three beers we opened with when we opened the brewery. And um, it was the beer that this summer we got uh, – Gold at the U.S. Open, nice uh, in Imperial Porter category. So, this is the kind of beer I think that breaks down some of the stereotypes. This is what I think about a beer. Like you hand this to to a person who goes, I you know I don't drink dark beer, I, or I don't drink, beer. I don't do that. But you give them this, and they taste the chocolate, and they taste the roast, and they, and it has all of this flavor, and they go, oh. Well, now that why didn't you tell me it was like that? If you had told me that, I'd I'd have been drinking this all along. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like yeah. it just sort of breaks down the stereotype of I don't drink beer like that. And I think I think you're exactly right. And I think that our, what our locals would agree with that. Uh, we got a group we call them the Porter Supporters. And you know when this is on, this is their beer, and they nice. bitch when it's not. So they do, and they and they're pretty uh, vociferous when it comes to. Uh, they're dark beers. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm, my porters are my absolute favorite kind of beer. Okay, and I think a, a well-made porter is a hard thing to find sometimes. To be honest with you guys, I, mean, I think you're right. There's a, there's a, you know, IPA is still the craze, and now obviously sours, lambics, etc., really kind of you know uh, becoming the the hot thing that that people are looking at. But you know, then there's the sessions, and you know, uh, the big thing was uh, was was pilsners also at GABF and. 
the, the thing it's like the, the, we Mike and I talk about this a lot. The one thing I think that gets ignored so much is is your uh, your obscure or your overlooked multi uh, approachable beers. Where like you said, people say I don't like dark beers, and then you turn on something like this, and then they're like, oh my god, yeah. and then they jump into different kinds of stouts, or maybe it's a Baltic porter, or they're jumping into cream stouts. Yeah, I'm, the, the 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 category obviously is so is so wide open that it, it gives people uh, an alternative, especially in the northern states when you need something that's got some uh, heft behind you know behind the malt bill, and that's what we like about this. And like Mike said, when it's not on tap, people kind of they kind of complain about it. And <laughs> and what is it about eight percent or so? A little over eight percent? Like seven five seven six something like okay. that. Okay, so people come in in August in Nebraska and want to drink this. I like it sometimes, sometimes but not it, not often. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean it, it's not something you know. We'll have it in June and July, but it, it doesn't move quite as fast. But mm-hmm. um, especially now, uh, since it's got a little bit of notoriety, we try to keep it on tap a little bit more and, and get some bottles out when we can. Um, yeah. One thing we're, we're pretty blessed with here, uh, we don't have to treat our water. It comes straight out of the Ogallala Aquifer. The town doesn't treat it. We don't treat it. And uh, well, it makes all styles of beer pretty well we feel that it kind of makes the dark it's really good for making dark beers so do you know the makeup of it uh, we I, do. I, I have it from ward labs i don't have it in front of me but okay but what, what, just even the char- yeah what are the characters of it that make you think it's good for a beer like this uh i i'd have to i'd have to go check i i don't well, is it high in alkalinity is that the uh- it's a little it, bit more alkaline, yeah, yeah. It does. It's a little that's bit a dark more beer. The, the residual alkalinity is a little high. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you want for a dark beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's interesting that nobody treats it. The city doesn't treat it before you guys get it or anything. No. Yeah, it's untreated. No fluoride, no chlorine, wow. you know, no reverse osmosis here at the brewery. I mean, it, it's literally unadulterated. It uh, comes out of the ground and into the beer. On some of our hoppier hmm. beers, I've adjusted the recipe because sure. the perceived bitterness was a little higher than what we wanted. But instead of treating the water, we just kind of tweak the recipe a little bit do you use acidulated uh, malt to make nope. up for the ph no nope. let's go back to the Don't no fluoride to. thing <laughs> <laughs> i was th- we all got our teeth i'll tell you what no. <laughs> I, I would wager you don't <laughs> well neither do i and i've been drinking fluoride my whole life yeah. Stocks lots of mouths so he knows statistically <laughs> yeah uh, I like this beer yeah. quite a bit. Can you tell us great. more about what the uh, about the chocolate malt and the roast malt? Any percentages I'll, I'll, there? I'll pull up Beersmith here. It's uh, I got pale malt is your base, just pale two row, um, about thirteen fourteen percent Munich. I got some brown in there, chocolate. You got crystal one twenty, crystal forty, and then just to darken a little bit, I added some midnight wheat. Um, a simple, uh, clean bittering hop and a little bit of cascade at ten minutes. So okay, nice. Well, it's nice. great. You have a lot of body, but yeah. it's really dry. Yeah, just, just cow ale yeast. Yeah, any, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, Doc- like I said, as far as far as I was concerned, you know, being one of the first two or three beers we brewed, this is the one I thought we got dialed in for my taste, at least. I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of lucky that these guys let me brew to my taste. So, like, if if, if it's a style I don't like or. Uh, batch i don't like or a recipe i don't like i don't have to brew it so yeah no, nice. or serve it for that matter or serve it <laughs> i like that now doc he mentioned about 13 percent munich malt in this and you're on record as not really being a fan of munich can you yeah. can you pick it out in this beer can you taste that malt? yeah yeah but uh it, it's a fantastic beer it's uh and, Thank and, you. and as he said it, it's 
He likes to tweak it to his style, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the sweeter side. Okay. I love this beer. It's it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah, the Midnight Wheat has an interesting roast character. Yeah. That yeah. was hard for me to pick out. Okay. Right now we have on tap, so like we're uh, we're starting really kind of getting the, the middle of harvest, and harvest is a really big deal out here because uh, we feed the rest of the world from uh, this part of Nebraska. Thank you for that. And you're welcome. Uh, but uh, so we start rotating our fall and winter beers on, and so uh, a companion beer to this is a is a smoked porter we have on tap right now called Old Fifty Nine, which is named after Mike's Uncle Rich's uh, Fifty Nine Impala. Nice, and uh, it's got uh, a really nice Rausch malt uh, addition to it on the on the base malt. And it's uh, it's it's I would say a little bit uh, what uh, a little bit thinner on the on the mouth. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the body uh, and a little sweetness to bot, uh, to match the Roush model. But bit. but smoky and and that what's surprising is that along with we do a, a smoked Schwarz beer as well uh, during this time of year. I think Mike's gonna be brewing that in the next uh, few weeks. And those two beers, you'd be surprised. We've never done like 100% uh, uh, a Roush beer here, but we've done these smoked beers, and the response from our locals as well has been like super overwhelming. So this is kind of like this gateway beer of the dark beer like threshold that uh, that we've kind of rolled out. And uh, we've got like this this super dedicated cult following. They're probably the smallest core group of our, our local business base here, but they're like uh, I would say probably – the most enthusiastic when it comes to these beers rolling on tap or rolling out in the in the package bottle. Are you going to try a hundred percent Rauch malt? Uh, Mike and I would love, love to. to. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, the the good thing is about brewing three barrels is it's not a big financial risk to throw something out like that. Uh, so and if it doesn't sell, then we can drink it. There you, <laughs> you go. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's not getting thrown out. Let's yeah. be honest; it ends up back well, at home. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys hand bottle? I see because they're they're hand dated, and so I was kind of yeah, curious so, how you guys so, are bottling. So what we did, um, and I kind of. Again, looking at YouTube and looking at other small breweries, it's basically uh, more beer has the uh, counter pressure filler, and I just rung four of them in a line using okay. split them with teas. Yeah, and uh, we bottle condition. So I'll mix the when I fill the bright, I'll, I'll mix in uh, the carbonation or sorry, yeah, the priming sugar and yeast, and we'll just bottle still through the more beer fillers. And uh, nice, three of us can do three barrels in about. Two, four hours, two, three, four hours. That's what's set up in, in bottling whatnot. Yeah. And, wow. and it kind of, and, and that kind of like a, the way that we do that hand bottling is like, I, you know, like I said to you guys in an email once, you know, we kind of think of ourselves like the Millennium Falcon, you know, you know, we're, we may not look like much out here, but we're, you know, one of the fastest ships in the galaxy. Get and it so, done. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, we don't have access sometimes to the, uh, to the fancy, I guess the fancy setups are, or well, frankly, can't afford it for uh, to, to some degree, and so we build a lot of our own equipment or our own uh, processes out here that allow us to do these things without uh, a lot of overhead when it comes uh, to the equipment side. The, the way I look at it is this: if, if we're going to be filling bottles with steel beer and bottle conditioning, why spend you know three four thousand dollars on something when I can build it for? 150 you know yeah, what i mean i think you're right that's a good philosophy do you have a labeler because all these labels are really straight <laughs> uh, <thank you. laughs> yeah my name's mike i'm the labeler <laughs> oh wow we, and we, i'm straight <laughs> they call it level i mike right? <laughs> literally yeah. have something it's it's a couple pieces of plywood and a couple of dowels i set the bottle on its side and pull the label through it so wow love it all right so they they did, did. Proof. Yeah. Oh, i see 
Let me ask you something. We're about to try another beer, too, but before that. You know, uh, were there naysay- naysayers in the town? You know, who, you guys are talking about the plans, and you're, you're putting up this building, kind of telling you, you guys are nuts, you're not going to be able to sell that much beer? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had people that said we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't last six months. And so, like, one of them specifically, and I know they'll never listen to the show, so I'll talk about this. Yeah, good. Uh, they've got a particular last, a very English last name. Okay. And so when we got close to our six-month anniversary, we made a uh, an ESB uh, okay. with their name, uh, <laughs> an English-style ESB. And, uh, and and he was one of the first people that bought it in the tap room. Wow. And like, Mike and I were working that, that night in the tap room, and I looked at him, and I just high-fived him. I was like, holy shit, like, we just sold – you know, basically like a big middle finger to the one of the biggest naysayers. Big <laughs> a beer, you know, it felt so good to ring that money through the cash register, and uh, so I mean, yeah, there's there were there were some very vocal and, and to a there degree, still are. there's some some vocal people that uh, that you know that think we're just a, a lark or we're okay. idiots or you know we're crazy bastards out here in the in the in the sand hills. But we're all three, we're not, know, sure like that, we're not sure you're really, not. Yeah, years Go later, ahead, sorry. In, in what context are they are they saying this? Are they like yelling outside the tap room? Do, do, do they write into the local no, paper? No, under their breath. You know. Damn yeah, you! Yeah, there's, there's been some written letters. Really? Uh, wow. You know, small towns. The rumor mill. You go get your haircut, and your oh, hairdresser's yeah. telling yeah, you about shop. like ah. your barber's telling you about like you know, oh, so and so said you guys are a bunch of idiots. I mean, mm. it's it's very very much a vocal minority. Okay. But it, it's still you know it, you had something you have to deal with in the fishbowl of a small town. That you don't have to necessarily deal with in a larger community unless, you know, you pay too much attention to untapped. You know what I mean? And so sure. or, one, one thing in a smaller town, you you don't have the anonymity of like, you know, a bigger city. And yeah. I, I will say it was, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it was I earlier this summer, you know, we had just finished our best month of sales ever. Okay. And uh, somebody I used to work with sent me a text that, hey, my husband heard that you guys are closing your doors. Oh wow! And that's the that's the kind of stuff that we kind of have to yeah to answer here and there. Just one idiot yeah. to make that up. Yeah, like we're closing them so, tonight. When we close, we're reopening yeah. them tomorrow morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly we usually right. close our doors every day. Well, let me ask this too. And by the way, I'm asking these things for other uh, people in small communities that might want to open a brewery so that they can learn from your experience. Um, you, you mentioned the the tourism there with the lakes, and so where do you even if you could estimate a percentage for me where do you think your bread and butter is is it your local community that's buying most of your beer or is it these tourists what do you think uh i would say that uh it breaks down to the thirds during what we call the 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 haymaking season which is summer so a okay. uh, memorial weekend to labor day weekend a third locals a third beer tourists a third lake traffic okay but when you get outside of that you get into the shoulder seasons which are the seasons uh that uh you know kind of bookend that some those summer months and you get into the winter months Predominantly, it's our locals that get us through that. But we 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 put together uh, about one big event every month, and uh, you as long as the weather cooperates, you know we'll get people that come in from Lincoln and Omaha, which are two and a half to three hours away, huh. uh, for these events just for the day. And then you know for some of our other events, we get people that come from the the coast. I mean, we get we've had probably forty two, forty three states of the nation be in our tap room, wow, uh, or, or buy our beer and, and connect with us. So it's you know the beer tourism uh, industry is is still very much vibrant and growing, and even out here in the middle of nowhere, like case in point, I think it was like uh, two three weeks ago, we had a guy who uh, him and his family were out uh, vacationing Yellowstone, and they were from Wisconsin, and they mapped out uh, their return trip from Yellowstone 
with uh, Untapped and looked at all the breweries through Omaha and Iowa on the way back to Wyoming, and they specifically stayed off the interstate to come see us. I love that. And, and landed in our tap room on a random Friday afternoon, and you know we hooked them up good. We sent them home happy and with a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. And, you know we comped them some stuff too because you know that stuff doesn't always happen often. But you know then you know like a week later a guy comes in from Denmark and he's like I love dark beer and, and I heard you guys got a great porter and we're like how'd you hear about it and he's like well everybody's talking about it and we're like well who the hell is everybody you know yeah. what I mean so it's you know I want to do a rural tour I want to map yeah. out I want to map my I've done some cross country tours and it's always on like Highway 80 uh, or Interstate 80 I yeah. should say or or, even, or 70 I want, I want to do one of these yeah, maps yeah. where you avoid the freeways and you hop around these little breweries what a great time don't take the RV uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's take the Hummer the RV's perfect <laughs> we can all fit in the back of the Hummer too okay. I think that's a smart yeah. idea I think you're right about beer tourism oh, in yeah. that way too Caleb I think uh, and, and, and. Again, this uh, from growing up here, the one thing I think we kind of underestimated was the amount of beer tours that would be here. And okay, it's every every Friday, weekend. Saturday, every weekend. People every come out of town, weekend. and and the good thing is about us being this small is you know there's always an owner working the tap room, and we'll, you know, hey, you're from you know Omaha, what what brings you guys this way? And sure, you know, a lot of times it's, it's hey, just it's the drive, so that's great. That must be cool to hear and see. It's it fantastic. Be. Yeah. How do it's you guys- validating. I mean, you know, and, and the other piece to it too. You go outside like uh, the shoulder seasons and that, uh, and those summer months and the winter months. Like our locals are just like they're insane in a good way. You know, like we got we got the, we, you know we have like this inside joke with our locals. We have a T-shirt that made and says, "Is it Thursday yet?" Because that's when our tap room opens is on Thursdays. Nice. And our Thursday night crowd is is usually wall to wall, standing and rolling in our tap room, and it's only locals. It's only locals. Wow, that's fun nope. too. Are that's you local? Cool. Do you guys have issues keeping up with the the summer season with just a three barrel system? How do you guys balance? We we've had year? trouble keeping up since we opened. Yeah. Uh, originally, we thought uh, in our business plan we do 150 barrels a year and distribute 40%. Well, the first year we did 300 barrels and didn't distribute anything. Wow. <laughs> and, nice. and it took us 18 months before we even got any beer anywhere outside the tap room. So, okay. uh, yes, it, it, it's hard keeping up with the three barrel system. I, I don't think I'd change it because, it would price us out of even getting started. So I'm glad we did what we did. But Well, and to build on that too, like we don't have investors and we, you know, because our market's so small, we wanted to do what we wanted to do. Uh, we, we were very uncompromising about uh, creative control, corporate control and growing into our marketplace. And, and, and we know now that we, we probably were too small when we opened, but you know, we were in our young thirties when we started this thing out and we, we, along with a traditional bank loan, you know, we financed this whole thing with our own uh, blood, sweat, tears, and uh, future dreams of our children, basically, yeah. <laughs> to make this happen. So, hey, they can yeah. work for their own right. goddamn living. That's exactly right. right. They can work in the tap room. Get a job. <laughs> Child labor laws are getting in the way of uh, character-building activities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree I with say. that. Yeah. I agree. Was the bank open to your idea? The first one wasn't. We got a flat no. Uh, so that was one of the. That was like the first naysayer, which I loved because we went to the second bank, and, and unbeknownst to us. Uh, well, he was like one of the executives of the bank. He was a huge craft beer lover. And he was like, I want a brewery in my hometown. And so, it, like, the doors kind of opened. And, and nice. our past, uh, I guess, reputation. I mean, small towns, reputation is a big deal. I mean, you know, if you're a, a POS that doesn't contribute to the positive future of the community that kind of, you know, yeah. follows you. And, and when you when you try to do something 
you know, a little bit different and you've got a track record of, of making, I guess, good things happen in, the, in town, you know, people want to invest in that. And so the second bank was like all in and, and, and they've been phenomenal to work with since then. And it's, you it's know, just a little Ord bank, right? Like a local bank? Yeah, more of a more of a regional like Central Nebraska Bank. They uh, they had a merger. I want to say what a year, year and a half ago, uh, with another small town bank. So they're quasi uh, regional now. And when I say regional, just Central Nebraska. But for the most part, yeah. I think reputation matters everywhere. By the way, I think that kids should learn this: that what you do and what you say and how you uh, conduct yourself matters everywhere. But I really like hearing how it matters there, where it, it could help you get a bank loan and people know, you know, they're not just looking at you like a piece of paper. They're actually paying attention to the other things you did. Yeah, yeah. God, like, that's refreshing. You know, the, the, the first bank that looked at us, uh, the people that decisioned the loan was uh, a branch bank not even in this community. Okay. And like you said, they looked at it like a piece of paper. Sure. And, you know, the second one. It was a lot more of a personal touch, and it might have been a, a little bit more of a risk for them, but yeah. uh, th- they took a little more into it and took a little more time to look at it. And, and they're also some of our best customers. Yeah. I mean, they're in the tap room every week. <laughs> they, they genuinely <laughs> wanted yeah. a local yeah, brewery, did. and I think that's great. True believers. I was yeah. actually I was going to ask what the uh, predominant industry is of the locals. How, how do the locals make their money? Is it all over the place? Uh, a little bit so so i mean you know ag is is still king out here so we've got uh, we're like at the nexus between cow country you know nebraska is uh, the top beef producing state in all of the united states of america so we're like we're in cattle country so it, what it is is like these vast rolling prairie plains where cattle are raised on on grass okay and the other piece to it is is uh is row crop farming um we also have some uh some uh, small manufacturing here and then we have you know uh uh, controversy or not, we've got an ethanol plant here that takes uh, corn and makes, uh, you know, makes ethanol out of. It. They're essentially the, they were the first brewery technically uh, in this area because obviously <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Yeah. Pillars, corn, corn beer it. and then they distill it down to ethanol. Sure. Yeah. And so you know, what our one of our first employees we poached from the ethanol plant because he's you know he was in the production side of yeah. things and he knows how that that whole cycle works. Nice. <laughs> I like that. All right, the Lord is in our glass. I think our last beer that we have for the night. Tell us about this beer. It's also tasting fantastic. Uh, this is a beer we originally brewed. It was, you know, 12, 12, 12, the Mayan apocalypse, and we all thought the world was going to end. And I said, well, if we're gonna, <laughs> we all did. We if all, we're going to yeah. <laughs> die on 12, 12, 12, I'm going to die making a 12% imperial stout. Nice. So, uh, it's just, uh, and actually I'm brewing this year's batch tomorrow, but it's just, it's a Russian Imperial stout, um, decent chunk of, uh, oats in it. Um, let me see what I got here. What I'll do is, is, uh, once fermentation starts, I'll feed it some dextrose a couple times, but it's two rows, some oats, roast barley, a little chocolate, some special bee to give it that kind of dark fruit, but mm-hmm. And you guys are also you got a treat. I mean, you've got last year's edition. Which oh, is nice! The chance oh. to seller, and I think really uh, it's really come into its own over the course of the last uh, what ten months. Oh, it tastes great! This is twelve percent. Yeah. What did yeah, you? You guys are doing really good with your fermentations. I'm not getting any alcohol heat. No, this is twelve percent. Yeah, this one yeah, close to thirteen actually. Yeah, twelve point seven is what you have on the Lord of Ord bottle. Lordy, lordy! Wow. And how did this yeah. age in stainless or in bottles since last uh, year? Well. Like I said, the bottle date on there is December of last year. Yep. And our uh, since 
since we're small, our fermentation is in plastic conicals, so we have a fermentation room that's got about 14 fermenters in it that we keep at about 58 degrees. Okay. So a case of this has just been sitting in that dark room at 58 for the last year. So. Wow. Well, it's holding up in a bottle well, too. It's a nice yeah, beer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sending that one. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we all want more. Guess we're going to Ord, Nebraska, boys. <laughs> hey. We'd love to have you. <laughs> we're out off the main road. <laughs> right. we got I've, some fancy stuff out here, boys. It sounds yeah. like I might have to uh, attach a boat to the back of the BNRV uh, for going like to, boating country, if we're going yeah. to Ord. I think Jamil has one of those I can steal, <laughs> too. Yeah. The, uh, the, as if the brakes weren't uh, fragile enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, they put the boat in front. The, uh, and the boat will have a V-berth, so we got extra sleep that's space. A, there's Beardy's bed right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There'll be cushions to sleep on this time. Yeah. Anybody's order fresh uh, anybody's fire seen Beardy? tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listen, gentlemen, the beer has been great, and it's been uh, a really a pleasure to talk to you guys. And so uh, I did want to ask this, but you covered it a little bit. Um, you do distribute outside the tap room now, too. We do, yeah. Okay. We're uh, in about, uh, I'd say, 45 to 50 accounts between Central and Eastern Nebraska. Bad and we bit. do pulses of uh, either draft or 22-ounce uh, bombers. We're going to actually be bottling uh, our first barrel, uh, uh, barrel-age series here probably, what, next week or the week after mm-hmm. in seven 50-milliliter uh, uh, bottles as well. Nice. Uh, one of which is our uh, is a bur- or, excuse me, a whiskey barrel-aged uh uh, Black Imperial Porter, which is probably my favorite beer Mike's ever made. Um, but we do it uh, as we can. And, you know, we had some retailers tell us that, like, oh, you know, you guys need to be on the shelves all the time. You know, you guys need to do this. You guys need to do that. And it, I think some of the conventional wisdom in the, in the beer world is just bunk. I mean, if you make a great product, whether it's available regularly or not, your, your, your true customers are going to seek you out. And at our size... I think we can afford that uh, that mindset a little bit, and so we do our best to get you know beer out the door. But like we tell our account when we set up all our distribution, and and we told our distributor this, uh, who thank goodness is a independently owned craft beer distributor. Uh, what we said For was now. you know this isn't going to be a regular gig until we grow as a company, which is happening. But um, you know it's going to be the best we can do. But we're taking care of home first. Home is why we're here. Home is why we're open. And this is, you know, this is this is what we do, and so we do some distribution out to us, uh, other locations in central and eastern Nebraska, and, and we've had opportunities to look at uh, probably what five other states in the nation to distribute to. But I mean, that's comical right now at our size, and, and that's not <laughs> right. something that we're real interested in doing right now. Okay. Well, before I let you go, um, we do this little segment called the Happy Hour over here where we get to learn a little bit about uh, people's brewing disasters. And I saw in my notes that you guys had had one where you walked in one day and lost some beer. Would you do a Happy Hour segment with us? You got it. All right. Hang in there. Let me play it. Let me play our intro, and then we're going to learn about your disaster. Happy Hour is brought to you by Scratchtown Brewing out of Ord, Nebraska. Yes, Scratchtown Brewing in a town where the only thing more plentiful than cows is the pints served over the bar. Let's see who f***ed up this week. All right, boys. So tell us about your brewing disaster. Well, we uh, uh, last year, being that uh, that New Year's Eve was not on a a normal night of business, we we call that our uh, our annual business meeting. Nice for the owners of Scratchtown, the three families of Scratchtown. 
get together and we basically get really fixed up and, and we slightly talk about the future of the business, but mostly just enjoy each other's company. And that next day I was coming in cause we were open and I was going to uh, fill a growler for a, a friend who was leaving down early. And I walked in and the whole back smelled like, uh, like, warm beer and uh i was like oh man we got a problem and immediately ran to one of the bright tanks and we had a a gasket failure on the manway and we had lost about uh what 80 percent of an entire batch of beer and it's gonna be keg the next day so you look at that and you and and i'm you know i'm the business guy of of scratch town so like my mind immediately starts immediately starts calculating the amount of money <laughs> that literally went down the drain. Yep. And uh, and and so I called the, the, the uh, Jade Mike and I was like, guys, get down here. We got a mess. We got to clean up quick. And then uh, you know, cry over spilt milk essentially. And, uh, and 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 we're pretty tight on our production schedule too. So to lose a batch, right? Let's just. It was our one flagship beer that we always have on tap, which is our. Uh, it's a Bohemian Blondale. It's basically our gateway drug to uh, craft beer out here in Bush Light Country. And uh, and and we needed it because we had a huge Christmas uh, sales season, and we were we're out essentially. So we had to uh, go what a week to two weeks without our, our one flagship beer. For, uh. Uh, but you know, it, it's funny is that sales did not drop off. Okay. What I think was great is the the people that only drank that beer yeah. when it fell off the tap. They decided to try something else. Okay, and and then they then they don't. They never back. migrated back. They, oh, they, they, they <laughs> nice. Got them to do something else. Let me ask you this: I don't usually ask this question, although I, I should ask it more. Uh, when you found out what had happened, was there anything you could have done to prevent it from happening? Was it a mistake? Was it an equipment failure? Like, did you learn I, I, from it? I honestly don't know what caused it. Okay, uh, it, was it was all bright... Mike's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was all Mike's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it had been it had been on gas for about a day. We we take a, roughly take about two days to to carb a batch, and it was fine. And and for whatever reason, we know the door gasket failed because it only leaked to the bottom of where the door was. Okay, but I, if I could tell you what did it, right. I could sleep tonight. But. Sure. <laughs> so what? Yeah, it wasn't like you came in and you went, "Oh, you know what? Damn it! There was this little wrinkle in the gasket. It wasn't anything like that." Uh, it could yeah, have been, we, but yeah. we didn't. We didn't check it. I mean, yeah. we were it, we were more in you know panic mode, cleanup mode. Sure, I bet. So, well, so what do you do differently now that uh, when you set that gasket? Uh, Pray. Has somebody else <laughs> come in and like say, sign off on it, or uh, uh, you know. Uh, I, since we didn't know what what topic, yeah, you right. I tried to keep the you know the same process. Um, I, I wish I could tell you that we're doing know, something I, different, Mike. I think you're full of shit. You you <laughs> close you close that thing and you pray to God now every time. You don't know. How do. <laughs> can you sleep? Duct tape all the way around. <laughs> yeah, you do some sort of rain dance. I don't know what it is, but something different because you're like just please don't. It's a don't no make. rain dance. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Were, were you honest with the the consumers when you said you were out, or did you just like, uh, yeah, we're out? I, I was. I told them. I yeah. said. I said we had a batch that come out of the tank, and it's all on. It would all went on the floor, and oh, right with yeah. our New Year's resolution was to get yeah. You that off was New, New Year's Day. Gold. That that was the start of our year. So. Uh, the dark, you sons of bitches, and enjoy it. See, and those naysayers, they come in and they go, "See, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you it wouldn't we still work. Don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should have had a funeral for the thing. Oh yeah, so, sold oh, yeah. tickets and like had everyone dressed yes. up in black and just. It's a good party. Say a few words. Yeah. <laughs> do any of the other naysayers come in? Because you said there was one guy that comes in and buys beer from you. Do 
Do the others oh, come in? Oh, some of the naysayers are anonymous, so we don't know who's coming in. Okay. But, you know, yeah. they've got proxies they send in because they're chicken <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seriously? And they're, you know, they, but, I mean, by and large, not really. I mean, the, the naysayers are so drowned out now by the enthusiasm of, of the remainder of our local our local regulars that sure. they just don't matter. I mean, you know, any if you do something that is of worth, whether it is small or large, some asshole who is either jealous or of evil of heart is going to say something about yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. And they're all down at the you, barbershop. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, you know what I'd be if I lived in Ord? I'd be the gossip guy because I got this big, stupid exactly. hair. I'd be down at the hairdresser every Sunday getting all the news about everybody. Getting your shit straight. I'd and be spread, the guy. And spreading false shit. And, so, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's part of my shtick. Yeah. So the barbershop was the old Twitter. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I've got... <laughs> Believe it or not, I've gotten bad mouth at the barbershop. Have you? I yeah. When it. was the last time you went to the barbershop? Uh, you mean your practice? Not your, 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 de- your practice has been bad oh, yeah. mouth at the barbershop? Oh, yeah. 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 Moraga's kind of a small town, it's too. It's very so, professional yeah. over there. A small town deal. <laughs> it's a small town where I, I am. I get pants yeah. every time I go in. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, folks, you can go to scratchtown.beer uh, and check it out. It's a great website, actually. Very informative. You can learn about the story of these guys and how the brewery started. And uh, there's, always, there's always a beer menu there for the, for the tap room and you can get some Scratch Town gear. You can do it all. Plus, you can contact them and find out where you can buy the beer. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the program. It's been a pleasure well, talking you to you. Thank you for having us. It's been a lot of fun. And, hey, thanks for sending the beer. It's awesome. some taste, yeah. really tasty stuff. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, I hope we see you in Ord one day. We're going to be the uh, the people who pull in in a big, ugly, dirty, <laughs> tourist-looking RV. We'll be the Californians. We're yeah. going to we're going to pile gonna out. Narrow that down. Okay, sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, we'll be the overweight ones that are white. <laughs> still, still not enough. Shit. Um, <laughs> Well, we're getting we'll close. We'll have a baby. We'll be the ones, looking for the we'll be the ones coming from the barbershop <laughs> yeah. talking shit. Actually, oh, you oh, know wait. what? Let's just make this easier. You guys come to the studio. There we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's wow, the deal. Yeah. My brother lives in Oakland, so I think we can make that happen. Perfect. Like, Anytime you guys are out here, let us know. We'll put you back on the show. We'll have you in the studio. Brother with an R so. or brother with an A? Both. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Brother. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for being on the show. Cheers, guys. Thank Take you. care. Yeah, Take thanks, care. And I want to Cheers. thank uh, Travis Lowens, the listener that uh, suggested and brought Scratchtown to my attention in the first place. Thanks, yeah. Travis. Good job, Travis. A great interview and fun to talk with those guys. So um, excellent times. All right. Hey, if you want to learn more about craft beer, in fact, I like this about these guys. It's even on their website. Go over to craftbeer.com and check it out. Craftbeer.com, bringing you the best in uh, craft beer. And you can learn about all sorts of things. There are fall seasonals, and there's a whole style guide that will really help you out. And the guys from Scratchtown put at the bottom of their website, it says, hey, you want to learn more about craft beer? Visit craftbeer.com. And I think that's a good idea. It's a good site for everybody. Share it with your friends. Go check it out over at craftbeer.com. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we got some beer news to do. I think we're going to do some Drunk of the Week phone calls tonight. we got some messages to get through. Yeah, there's a guy in the in the chat room who's gunning for it. All right. Yeah. Oh, some live calls, too, then. Yeah. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. 
ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. heard about White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today you're listening to the brewing network because like beer radio 
Thanks for sticking with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, thanks to our, our guest tonight. It was a, just a, a great time talking to the boys from Nebraska from Scratch Town Brewing Company. And a great beer that they shared with us. So um, that was nice of them to be on here. We've got a few things left to do. We're going to do some beer news. But also, believe it or not... I'm walking on air. I don't believe it. Name this. We're gonna taste series. We're gonna taste them. Oh, uh, Great American Flying Hero. Away. Oh. Greatest American. The greatest American Thank Hero. Thank you very much um, for the clarification. Sorry. Yeah. Please continue. So we're gonna try some homebrew on the program. R.J. Stockwater. <laughs> hey, hey. R.J. Steel Sucker. I tell you, I've been selling cars since 1979. When I don't do that, I dig wells. <laughs> I'll sell your car a car. I guarantee it. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, we're no, going to no. try some homebrew. Uh, also, it looks like I have a homebrew. I have a, a drunk of the week phone call. It looks like really already. Yeah, that's Zach. That's a thing. We had Zach from Indiana on the line. Zach, what's happening, dude? Hey, this, that's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, off to a good start. I like it. Hey, the man still knows his name. It's a good start. Yeah. Hey. Uh, Zach, hey, so, uh, go ahead. No, you follow. I mean, you lead. <laughs> Is that Zach with a K? <laughs> uh, well, uh, you never know when, when Bevo spells it. You never no, know. V- Scott, uh, type that one. Just Z-A-C, I, I promise. Z-A-C. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's lame. Yeah. That might be worse. Yeah, that's worse. Your parents don't like yeah. you. Oh. Uh, what about well, when you're sober? Is it still just Z-A-C? It. <laughs> All right. Sorry? So what, what are you up to tonight? Just uh, drinking a lot? Just drinking a lot of homebrews. That's all it is. What beer is it? What kind of homebrew? Oh, mostly wheat beers, but I also had a double IPA. Okay. Yeah. It's a good mix. Mm-hmm. How many ounces? It's a good um, mix, Zach, with a I C. Do, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't do ounces, but I do 12 beers. And, uh, nice. Oh. 11, 11, 11 wheats. With one double IPA, and all tonight within the program. Within the program, this man's drinking. Wow! wow so yeah. no, no pregame. Yeah. I went all out. I'm a uh, longtime listener, right. but first time liver. Okay. Oh. Yeah, well, you're doing it right. Um, uh, I try. I know how it goes. Do you have to work tomorrow? Oh, I do. But not till later. I'm at work right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I drive a cab. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a New York City cab driver. Yeah. You know how we do it in Indiana. Only cab driver. That's all we do. Uh, are you married? Oh, yes, I am. I'm totally married. <laughs> totally. As opposed to partially And where is your wife right now? Totally asleep? Oh, totally, totally asleep. She's no. in the bed. <laughs> That's good. She's in the bed where she belongs. Because she ain't in the kitchen, is she? She's in the bed. <laughs> no, she was in the kitchen earlier, and then she came to the bed after the couches. Are you in the basement? Because you're talking pretty loud right now. Where are you? Am I what? Where are, are you? you? Oh, I'm in the kitchen. No. I'm in the kitchen. Oh, where I belong. And I'll, then I'll be on the couch, and then I'll be on the bed. What I fucking say? You know, it's funny. I, I was just, just say the couches. I, I feel like I never came home. I was in uh, Nashville and Louisville this weekend. And oh, yeah. The guest and you idiots with your fake accents and the caller. Oh, yeah. I, I never came home. AJ Comstock. <laughs> there you go. I'm still there. 
Right. live in Knoxville. So, but Indiana now. You have a lobster. So I understand the Nashville. No, Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee. I've never heard of it. Huh. Yeah. It's in Tennessee. All right, Zach, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Is there anything you'd like to tell us, like what kind of weird shit you're going to do tonight <laughs> that no one else that no one else will know about? I'm probably going to pee all over my wife tonight because that's a, that's a tradition. In the, in the tradition. It's a tradition. That's a tradition. Are you going to do that before or after you pass out? Dirt. In between. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Here at RJ Stillwater Marriage Counseling, we recommend one thing and one thing only. The healing, nurturing waters of the male body. All I want is a motherfucking medal. And yeah. I have to see a wife for that, that medal. I'll do it. You gotta, I will goddamn do it. You got to shower her with your love. <laughs> your golden love. Golden I love think that girl. means something right. else, Warren. I'll oh. tell you what, Zach. If you go in there right now, right and, you, now. and you stand at the foot of the bed, <laughs> oh my God. and you pee on your wife, I will make you drunk of the century. I will never Whoa. be prouder. I will never yeah. be prouder oh of this show. God. Tasty will hey, never I'll be. never be prouder. Yeah. Well, 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 we got to give him a, a T-shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll get everything. Oh, yeah. You'll uh, get uh, one of everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, tickets to Winterfest. Well, hey, uh, hey, Bevo, Bevo has no worries, because much like Doc, she's a dentist, and I would get thrown out of the house. And that's all there is to it. Oh, I mean, his wife's a dentist. Yeah, oh. yeah. Don't pee yeah. in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> don't pee in her mouth. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're not heathens. I'm not asking you to pee in her right. mouth. I'm just saying so, honor. Is, is she, a, is she a, a asleep right now? Oh, she's, oh I think she's asleep. Go, so she won't that. even know. So just, it'll, she'll have a dream about a warm jacuzzi. Right. Is this, uh, she is she this might a, pee the bed oh, if no. she gets peed on. Hey, she'll think you finally took her to Hawaii. And you can always fall back on that as a tradition. Oh, no, we've, we, we've done all that. I don't I don't think that the recognition would... We've done all that. You don't think it's worth the accolades? Hey, when no. you show her the medal, it'll no. all be worth it. Right. <laughs> is this SR1? Oh, you can God. always fake that. that you were, you know, sleep peeing. Like, it'll yeah. ne- like it's like you have to go... With the phone in one the hand. The phone in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and if yeah. she doesn't wake up, she peed metal. the bed. Right. Is this SR1 from the chat room? <laughs> yeah, well, there's SR1 Brewer and my partner, SR, or State Road 1 Brewer... What kind, of, what kind of partner are we talking about? What kind of marriage are you in? I'm not that kind of partner because i got a wife that's Dennis, so that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> his wife matter. is in the bed. His partner is in the kitchen with him right now. Everyone got a girlfriend and a wife. To say. No, 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 no. We've ruined a one-barrel system. We're in the garage. What the fuck does that have to do with <laughs> Hey, listen. He's drunk. Bevo, you don't have to worry. My wife's a dentist. <laughs> oh, much like Bevo. Right. No, yeah. nobody has Pluto to worry. Planet. Yeah. What? Because uh, some guy in the Nobody chat, some guy in the no chat, worries. messaged me and was like, "Look, I know this dude. He's calling in. Oh. He's the drunkest I've ever seen him." Oh, okay. Well, that's his. That's his <laughs> yeah, partner. No, that's I'm, his partner. His partner's no. just I, I usually don't stumble across the the, right. the kitchen. You might fall. But I'm currently I'm stumbling across the kitchen. <laughs> but I can go in the bedroom. All right, Zach. You are in. You're in a strong position to win uh, drunk of the week. But what maybe not drunk, drunk of the century. Would be if you were uh, take a position at the foot of the bed mm-hmm. and whip the old dog. <laughs> Do I get? Out. Yeah. Assume the position at the foot of the bed. <laughs> 
Does that mean they get a medal? I mean, I really, really, really... Well, you haven't gotten shit yet. I'll tell you that That'd be a whole other category. We we told you how to win. If you follow your family's tradition, weird as it is, uh, uh, German roots and all, you get get, uh, the medal, you get a shirt. Very German, yes. We are... Shut up. We are totally... Stop it. You get a shirt... You get the warhead. You get uh, tickets to Winterfest. You get yeah. like the thing, the yeah. whole package, my and friend. And all you gotta do oh, is oh, pee on a girl. Picture this. No. Drip, 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 drop, drop. Uh, oh, no, he woke I her up. No, I, I was I was trying to take a picture, but she says no. <laughs> well, oh, if you pee on her while she's awake, that doesn't count. Oh, then you're you you're get drunk ev- of two centuries. You're everybody's so, hero. Yeah. Suddenly that, she woke up. I don't know why she woke up, but she woke up because you're screaming I on the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I talk to her for a second? Do you want to talk to her? I would like to speak with her. All right, here we go. What's her name, Zach? And game one. Zach, What's what? her name? Uh, Zach. What? Her, her name is also Zach? <laughs> her name is Scott Kelly. With one T. Is Kelly. Okay, thank you. With four right. L's. No, my middle name is Scott. My middle name is Scott. All right, just hand, just hand, the, phone, hand the phone to Kelly. All right, here you go. She hung up. Hello. Hi, Kelly. Uh, I'm sorry. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm sorry that we woke you out. Listen, I have to tell you something very disturbing. Uh, <laughs> listen, Zach had this crazy idea in his head that if he went into the bedroom uh-huh. and peed on you, that it, he would win yeah. this silly thing, this drunk of the week thing. <laughs> We've been and trying we, to talk him out. Yeah, we it. told him that Zach, don't do it. This is a crazy huh. idea. Yes. Um, might tell you but, but uh, he was hell bent on. So I don't know what when you caught him. Like I don't know if he had his pants down yet. But he was going to pee um, on he, you. He does not have pants on right now. He does have his boxers on, but no. somewhere his pants were lost. I'm not sure what happened. Oh my! I, listen, I just I thought you should know, and we thought we advised yeah. against it. You might get him some help yeah. because it's live radio. Yeah. Yes. I am really. Does he do this? Does he? Does he do this sort of thing? Has this happened before? Thank you. I have never seen this grown man giggle so much in my whole life. And there's a distinction between between giggling and laughing, right? Yes, yes, he has some sort of giggle going on right now. Kelly, you he keeps telling me he loves JP. <laughs> awesome. Okay, yeah. I love him too. Yeah, uh, he's definitely delirious. <clears throat> yeah, Kelly, yeah. Kelly, do you have a ra- do you have a rain suit that you would like? Wear? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you have some sort of... No, um, yeah. you know, no I let's... do not have a poncho oh, or a yeah. suit. How about just like a hefty garbage bag? What's <laughs> yeah. your favorite Fred Astaire movie? Um, how about gloves and get, a mask? No, get down. Get off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. down. You no longer get on the bed. No more. No, he's like trying yeah. to stand on the bed. I don't know what's going on I right told now. you no, what's going trying on. trying to make it rain. We, tr- we tried to stop him. <laughs> I'm gonna make it rain. I don't know how. I don't know oh who put this crazy my, idea in his head, but uh, he's, uh, he keeps saying something about the online. He's a listen. I'm not sure what's going on. He's in. Have you heard of the? He's very competitive person. When he heard there was a medal, that's all he's talking about. Right. Well, so he does have the chance to win a drunk of the week medal, and and he thought if he if he peed on you, he'd get it. Yeah, he really did. That was. 
Uh, so if, if he it, tries... Is there, is there any other way that this could happen? Well, I'm glad um, you asked. If he won the medal, then maybe we wouldn't have to go through this every Monday night. That's true. Oh. So I'm afraid there is no other way, and you should probably just there get it. No. You should get it over with this week, <laughs> yeah. so that. Uh, I mean, it's look. It, it's better, Kelly. Now that you're awake and you know it's coming. Yeah. Or uh, I would, I would no, suggest. Uh, I, I would suggest start I don't, sleeping. I don't think I can do that. Okay. I would suggest start sleeping in the bathtub. <laughs> right. yeah. well, I would say just go to the shower, warm yeah. up the water. Yeah. yeah. It's, and then you won't even know the difference. what you want, and then just break well, you, you can even get in your bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, That's what Beardy over no, there does. Right. Kelly, have you ever, no, I think you're probably right, Kelly. Have you ever seen the medals? They're shiny. <laughs> they, they're really pretty. They're excited. Oh, they're solid nickel. Oh, yeah. It, it better be a great medal. With a ribbon you can wear on your great. neck. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's oh. plated. We're not we're, and, we're but, not heated. But there's common, and we only give out a few. Because <laughs> we can only afford a few. All right. Uh, Kelly, you're you're awesome. We will let you go and get back to sleep. And, uh, uh, all right. Well, But if something happens, is, call us yeah. back. Hopefully you don't get peed No, on. we don't want Zach back. Zach's all yours now. Uh, and oh, great. But yeah, just <laughs> do us a favor. Tell him he is in the running for Drunk of the Week, and uh, thank you both. For You're it. in the running for Drunk of the Week, and thank you. <laughs> he would like to talk to you again, I think. Okay. Sure he would. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> All right. Later, Zach. Uh, so <laughs> he's still talking. All right, so Zach's in the running for yeah, yeah. For, for drunk of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really yeah. took the high ground there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Kelly, he, Kelly's he a sweetheart too. Threw him under the bus. <laughs> he climbed up on the bed while she was on the phone, yeah. trying to pee on her. I hope that tomorrow she's like. So really, Zach? <laughs> we you were you, it was your idea to pee on me. That's a good woman. Oh, like yeah. I wouldn't have gotten on the phone with you, idiots. I would have been so mad. <laughs> we gotta talk about. I've seen you that mad, Bevo. <laughs> so you can attest to this. Yes, yeah. I can. All, all right. All I was doing was singing on the front porch of your hotel room. <laughs> Before we get to the beer news, we have a homebrew in front of us. Uh, our friend Jeremy, all the way from Virginia, is in the studio tonight. Jeremy, what's happening? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for coming out and bringing us beer, man. Yeah. Start, start in the meltdown, I can see. Hey, yeah, right at the beginning. You, you, look, look, like, yeah. you look like a Virginia. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Got a little meat on his bones. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All right, so uh, Jeremy's a listener and uh, brought us some beer to try. What do we have here in our glass? Yeah, so this hey, is an 11-month-old uh, alt beer, Dusseldorf mm. alt beer. Alt beer. Uh, yeah. I like this beer. It's kind of, you know, to certain people, when you give it to them, they're like, oh, this is kind of boring because everything's double IPA, uh, bourbon yeah, barrel. Yeah. But, you know, you could get to regular styles, so I, I brew this for the summer. And with this and some Kolsch, different beers for summertime, and then this winter you'll go, go back to those heavy sure. stouts with wood age and things like that. This no, is, this is nice. It's not a style that's necessarily supposed to be aged, is it? Yeah, not 11 months. No, and Jeremy told me that off air, so I suggested, hey, why don't we try it on air anyway and just talk about it? So, yeah, he agreed. It's a, it's a little bit old, but well, actually, I think it's, it's tasting okay. I just looked it up. It's seven months. Seven months. Uh, I realized, you know, once I have my – I have a kid now, so I bought – what I did was, oh, crap, I'm going to have a kid. Yeah. So that means I can't brew every other week. Or ever again. So, right. So I said, <laughs> I said I got to buy the 26-gallon pots for more beer. 
So now that since I'm brewing every other month now, okay. then I could have double, you know, 20 gallons of beer. So I brewed this as a 20 gallon batch, and it, this is actually seven months old. So I was uh, seven months know. old. It, it's so. showing its age. It's not unpleasant, it, but yeah. but you can tell. Yeah, it's well, for a seven month also, old homebrew, like yeah. hand bottled. Yeah, yeah. I, this is awesome. It's yeah. pretty yeah. stellar, yeah. right? I would well, love to have tasted yeah. this beer when it was freshly bottled. Yeah, this, no, this beer is a dark beer. It, it holds up yeah. really well. It's got um, a little bit of raisin oxidation, yeah. but just a tiny amount. Yeah, and this has been in the keg the whole time, and then I just. Before I flew here, I put in the Blickman gun to give to some family. And then I showed up here and I went, you know what? I might have the guts to sit in front of you guys. Nice. I've been listening for a long time. I'm like, oh, man, I can't. I can imagine bringing my beers <laughs> in front of everybody. So, uh, you know, but be honest, you know, and I know it's old beer, but I'll, uh, I'll take whatever it, you got. It's actually really, really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think like Beardy yeah, I said, I, I would love to have tasted it when it was uh, about two months old, yep. you know, a month or two old. Um, I think it's holding up okay. I think Raisin is the right character. Or was that you, Beardy, that said yeah. it's showing just a little bit of Raisin with its age? But honestly, I kind of like that flavor. It maybe doesn't make it an alt beer anymore, but it, mm. it's a nice, uh, it's pleasant. It's not an unpleasant flavor. What kind of yeast did you use to ferment this? So I used uh, White Labs. I pretty much only use White Labs just because that's Atta what boy. I'm used to. Yeah. And I bought it for more beer. Okay. And, uh, and uh, it's WPL036, uh, mm-hmm. the Dusseldorf alt. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think I fermented it just in the basement. Um, in Virginia at that time, you know, I could keep the basement around 58 to 63 ish. Okay. Perfect. So, you know, depending on the day. Um, so it kind of was perfect conditions. Now here, California, you don't have basements, but actually saying right. I'm looking like a Virginia, I, I just moved there three years ago from Southern California. So, uh, ah. yeah. So <laughs> well, you also I'll, look like a Mexican, so yeah, you're yeah, also yeah. Southern California. That's <laughs> fine. It matters who I'm around, you know, uh, <laughs> Now you got a basement. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. right. Definitely. What, this beer seems stronger than uh, I remember alts typically being. What is this beer? So this beer actually, oh, let's see. I have to look. Using Beersmith, I see. Yeah, I use Beersmith. That a boy. Uh, this man know. came prepared. He's looking in his laptop. He's uh, got his numbers. He yeah, could have just printed it out and not brought yeah, the whole well, damn Yeah, well, I didn't even think I was going to give it to you today, so I was kind of, you know... Uh, just, oh crap! What's the recipe? It's been seven months. Doc's very old school. Just, he still has a black book Doc and everything. Don't worry so about harsh. Doc. Yeah, yeah you could have print. Yeah. Hey, you could have printed it out. So, well, no, so I'm, you're a little bit I'm on the chunky side. <laughs> Dead air time. Doc, Doc would have preferred it in Morse code. <laughs> yes. yes. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Semaphore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, start, it started at 10:52, mm-hmm. and then it finished out probably around 10:12 ish. So, do the, what's the calculation yeah. there, Doc? Oh, it's like eighty percent alcohol, I think. <laughs> it's not <laughs> really? too big. Then it's got a nice no, body. It's like five yeah, and a half. I like. It. I thought it was yeah. five two. Five twelve yeah. is probably towards the higher end of finishing gravity for all, but yeah. still, with, still within the window. There you go. It says beer. Very good. You're right. Any age characteristic is far outweighed by the great flavor. I think you're right. Yeah. And, yeah. This, and this is a great beer to give to people that are, you know, I, I, like I said, I just moved in California, man, everybody, that beer went by quick. And anybody, oh, I'll bring a growler. But when you go, I'm in Virginia, I'm new now, so I'm making new friends. And so you, when you got 20 gallons of beer, you're kind of like, oh, oh yeah. crap. So you, you almost got to start making beer that can sit for a little bit. And then people that come in 
and yeah, want, want to try your beer. Time. It's not some crazy beer. It's, oh, this is easy to drink. That, sure. A Kolsch. Mm-hmm. I got a, a bourbon barrel from uh, D.C. Brow out there, and, and then I put a Pizza Port Brown recipe in there, and it turns sour. Nice. It, so it's actually like a nice beginner sour for people, and some of these people are like, I have no idea. Never even heard of a sour beer. So sure. you kind of got to make those things that are. You're making you know, some friends in Virginia right yeah, now. I'm trying. Yeah. All right. It's nice and clear. Do you use findings or did you just let seven months yeah, settle so, the east out? So I use a Warflock and then I actually use Clarity Firm. Okay. Um, and just to clarify, I, I brew all grain, but I um, put the Clarity Firm gel in here in each five gallon. Uh, I put a vial in and my wife, she's uh uh, celiac, you know, gluten intolerant. Yeah, she could actually drink my beer because, because of the clarity firm. So it worked for her. Yeah, and, oh, and, great. and I have another friend who uh, is even worse than my wife, and she she says that she was like sh- as a human being or just oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the gluten thing. Well, she skims I, live I mean, we could judge on uh, her life, but uh, okay. but in gluten world, okay. I, I would say more extreme. Like she would even use shampoos, and if they had weed in it, she'd break out in a rash. Wow. wow! And so I've used clarity firm, and I'm you know. Uh, pretty nervous to give it to her and she tried it no problem okay and even my other cousin has narcolepsy caused by gluten jesus so, christ who did and, what are you hanging out i know with? these yeah. people right and so i'm like try this beer is that where you but, sleep with dead people or that's the one no that's different <laughs> that's necrophilia. Uh, i always confuse those two narcolepsy is when you fall asleep got Dude, it right. yeah, those, those ones, i don't know what it is i always get them confused all the time i just, can, time. I just can't stop i'm always necrophilia yeah. so and that guy can drink so, it too so this girl i give this girl you know and she's telling me well I, I pass out yeah, that seems to be. Yeah. Uh, she's telling me I could pass out. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to give her this bottle. She's going <laughs> to pass out and yeah. fall and hit her glass bottle in her face. Or right. And then a and, necrophiliac is going to come no, in. Yeah. yeah. No problem. So so I give credit to White Labs for making this. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, my wife, she was always like, I don't want, I don't like ciders. And there's not very many good gluten-free beers out there. Um, and, and now so she can taste it. Now she can have full body beer. And not yeah, it's a badass beer. product. And and White Labs, I think they put it on the vial. You know, they don't claim that it makes it zero percent, but they they basically are saying that it makes the um, the levels of gluten so minuscule, so like unmeasurable almost that for you know they have to be safe about how they say it. Right. But they say it's for most people. And you're giving some great examples yeah. of most people who have these problems. Right. So, just try it out with someone, and and, and it's well, easy. And so what do you do? You just dump a vial in the thing, and that's that. I Literally, you know, I'm already using uh, Clarity Firm to clarify my beer. But so when I'm brewing a Kolsch or something, this only helps. It, it'll clarify my, my beer even more. Yeah. So you, right bef- when I put in the yeast, I'll put in the White Labs vial okay. uh, of the Clarity Firm. Right at the same and that, time. And that's okay. it. Wow. And, and, you know, so now my beer's clearer than it was before. Yeah. And now I potentially could give it to people that have, you know, gluten issues. I love yeah. it. And it's I, a and miracle I, product. And I feel safe giving it to them. them. Just, like, try it. And then they're excited, like, oh, man. And then they get excited about homebrew. Sure. So, you know, it kind of opens that to them. And, and one concern I had when they were telling me about it was... Okay, it's going to eat all the body out of the beer, hmm. too. But yeah. this beer has plenty of body. And Everything I've heard on this from, yeah. has been really Mitch good. from yeah. Stone says notice. the same thing, that he had some, I think, concerns that it might do that. And he says there is no noticeable difference in their beer when they use Clarity Firm. Yeah. So, I believe it now. Yeah. And he's got the Delicious IPA, which is mm-hmm. the gluten-reduced, which I think is probably the best one out there um, for gluten-free beers. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Well, a real, it's a great beer. Thanks for sharing. Question, yeah. By the way, real fast before yeah. we, before we let yes. uh, him go, um, I wonder why they haven't had any necrophiliacs on The Walking Dead. 
You think it would be a perfect platform? Mm, yeah, a whole episode at least. Issues, that right? would be heaven for uh, them. The zombies, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. right. See, yeah, because they can still move, but the technically they're dead and yeah. they're rotting inside. Well, it has to be a, a group effort, probably. Yeah. So I'm joking about me getting these things confused, but it's not what? really a joke. Uh, when I was, <laughs> so I was the host. Wait, so you are a necrophiliac for two seasons or something of that local show, that uh, carpool showdown here in the yeah. Bay Area, and it was basically it was like a ripoff of the. Um, uh, cash cab, cash on, cab. you know, it's yeah. like this oh. trivia show. We'd pick up people, we'd drive them. And this one episode, and I'm still mortified by it. I think about it all the time. Uh, this one episode, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how it came up, but but something happened, and, and the person was talking about falling asleep a lot, and I and I meant to say that they have narcolepsy, and I was like, oh, you're a necrophiliac. And, uh, <laughs> But the thing is, I didn't catch it at the moment, and neither yeah. did any of the other idiots in the car because right. they were fucking idiots. Yeah. But I. About 15 minutes later, I caught, I just had thought about it, and I went, you fucking moron. <laughs> and on television, you just said this to somebody. And, and I know that the editor at the TV station was too stupid to catch it either, so it went over the airwaves. You couldn't pass a note down? It's, uh, by then, it was too late. It, just, it went over the airwaves, and it just, what a mess. And I remember thinking... <laughs> You do not belong on television. You're an idiot. You just what? called this person a it, fucking... Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on television, on public television. Well, How did that clip you not go viral? Uh, you were very lucky. Right. I think you nobody caught lucky. it. No and one watches that shit. Well, it could, uh, yeah. just messing with him, too. Right, I guess. Maybe, yeah. All right. Now, that would be the best case scenario, Doc. Mm-hmm. But really, mm-hmm. I just misspoke like a moron. And I just remember feeling like... God, you're an idiot. You do not belong on television. <laughs> Way to go, dude. <laughs> yeah. That could have been your big break. Yeah, could have been. Well, that's why I didn't get a big break. Oh. <laughs> it's like, that's why I'm still here with you, bozos. Yeah. Wow. And and this guy from Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> this Mexican from Mexican. Virginia. This Mexican <laughs> living in Virginia. Well, see, I'm, I'm around white people, so then they call me Mexican. But when I'm around Mexican people, they call me white guys. So <laughs> yeah, sure. I, you, you can't know, win. I never get in. It never works. <laughs> yeah. I would just start associating with black guys. Just say you're black. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, that might work. Uh, all right. No well, people. thanks for bringing the beer in. You're welcome to stick around. We're just going to do a couple more things. So if you want to hang out here. and uh, Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, just shout out yeah. to my homebrew club, Grist in Nova. No and also outs. Doe. Nice. And then in California, we had Redlands Mash. But uh, just like to say, you guys should not drop out of your club mm. points thing. I, I think that's ridiculous. Oh, yes. Somebody wrote to me this week saying, hey, I think, hey. I think we should <laughs> yeah. enter the... Uh, hey. <laughs> AJ hey, hey, AJ Corkbanger There's a lot of uh, If it's Dan hard Come see me At AJ's Corpse Corpse will and, and crematory I will cure your necrophilia And give you narcolepsy AJ Storkbanger So somebody wrote me this email and said, you know, from our Brewing Network Club and said, hey, I think we should enter the club into the California homebrew competition. And I'm like, are you fucking with me, man? Like, that's what I need now? I need us to win the California homebrew competition? Like the state fair? What what are you talking about? Well, it's the one that's like a... um, it's the one with Anchor, and Anchor decides whatever it is. Oh. It has a name. Maybe it's not oh, the California. Yeah, no, it's Homebrew it is, Club of the Year, but it's for California. But it's for yeah. California. It's the California oh. Homebrew Club of the Year, and I'm like, really? We you, need, I need that. 
You don't have anybody in your club that could write the essay. The guy who wrote in was going to write the essay. Okay, fine. It was, and I, I just thought this is bad idea. If we win this, I need to hear that too. Now the national one, the California one. I would like to lose. That'd be fine. I think you just want because this one you're trying. (laughs) Then we could do another live show at Anchor for the acceptance. Great. That's what I want too, Beardy. (laughs) <laughs> another live show another live show <laughs> somewhere else the guys, <laughs> right. yeah. the guys that read those essays are like you know friends of the show they're but, fans and friends yeah it'd be hard to lose they can't yes. be both yeah. this is what i'm saying yes. uh, and so i wrote now here's what happens if you enter everybody gets five tickets to the award ceremony at anchor so a lot of homebrew clubs in california enter even though they know they're not going to win and that's why this person wanted to enter and i said well that's fine except that i'm afraid we're going to win so i would have to send a separate note to the anchor guys and go hey we're entering but you can't pick us man we can never win this this competition and i think we should drop out of the national one too so uh Take yeah, that, I mean, Jim. I've been listening to you guys for a long time, yeah. but I still have found my local homebrew club, and I support that and try okay. to get them doing it. But I still would love to see you guys be successful like that. I mean, well, thanks, my man. homebrew club will never, you know, we'll never be able to compete against those and all that because of the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's a bunch so, of Mexicans in Virginia. Yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> I was surprised there was some there. Uh, <laughs> well, well, right. He's one of four. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, motorcycle riders, they wave to each other as they pass. These go. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, go. <laughs> Uh, that's racist. Is it? Mexicans no. on a race. There's South Americans out there, not Mexicans. Thank you very much. It's a country. Yeah. No good Mexican food out there, uh, I found. Oh, no. no There's no that. good Mexico, Mexican food anywhere except for in California <laughs> and Mexico. Nope. Yeah. Which are practically the same thing. Got here. I had in and out Next food I'm going to have is Mexican food. So yeah. yeah. Just get stick food. with in and out Well, they have yeah. Tex-Mex, but they have to call it Tex-Mex. Oh, and and it's also not Texas. the same. So yeah, I, same. I like to travel, and I would like to live in other parts of the world for short periods of time. But I'll tell you, I don't know that I can live without Mexican food, man. Mm-hmm. It is like I am born and bred on that stuff, and it is so goddamn good. If I go away for two weeks, I am craving some Mexican food like you haven't. Scene. I have to make it. A, yeah. I have to make it at home. It's better than the restaurant. See, you go to the restaurant there and oh. say Mexican food, and then you go there and there's pupusas. It's, it's like <laughs> that's not Mexican food. You got to make it at home. Yeah, not. The and it's not even the same at home as it is yeah. at a good Mexican food place in California. I think they put lard or something in there. Oh, lots of lard, oh, dude. You can't yeah. have Mexican food without lard. It's oh, like yeah. having Chinese food without MSG. You don't do that. This is can't, wrong. Can't stop. What's wrong? <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> Uh, All right. Why don't we do this? Uh, We'll take a quick break, and we'll do some beer news when we get back. And I think we got some Drunk of the Week calls to play. Uh, Plus, of course, Zach's Zach's in the running uh, for Drunk of the Week. You know, Zach, there's... He could win if he peed on his wife. There's still a chance to lock it in, bro. So I think Zach might have called back. Yeah, but you don't answer the phone. No, I didn't. Even though it's your fucking job. I did answer the phone. Yeah. And he was like, here's my wife. Oh, and then, and then I couldn't really understand what he said, and then the phone line went dead. Right, because like Kelly doesn't want to talk to us no, anymore. Kelly that has whole peed on me. Click. Because the paramedics just like hung up the phone. Yeah. Although, do answer because maybe he's calling to say, "All right, boys, I did it." Yeah. No, the, yeah. The shit has hit the fan, but I did <laughs> right. it. Oh, well, you know what? I'll tell you what, Zach, Zach, if you do Zach, Zach. pee on him. Uh, I will give you my drunk of the year medal. <laughs> you, you'll actually get oh. docs. My met drunk of the year. Sign, Will you sign, sign it. Signed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll sign the back of it. Yeah. I'll pee on it. Too. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
Well, that's how you polish it before you. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's why it's all shiny. You're right. All right, we'll take a quick break, about four minutes here. When we come back, we'll do some Drunk of the Week calls. We've got some beer news to do, and then we're going to get out of here. Hang in there. It's the session. Having fun. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah. All right. 
All right, welcome back to the program. Hey, don't forget to go over to uh, adamandeve.com and get all the dirty stuff you need. Adamandeve.com, you can use coupon code BNARMY. You get 50% off just about any one item. You get... Um, it comes clean, though, right? Yes. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. yeah, it's not Craigslist for dildos. Well, he said dirty stuff. Uh, can we no. can we get uh, some extra DVDs of any choice? Well, you do. You get uh, 10 free DVDs. You get uh, 50% off just about one item, any one item. You get uh, free shipping. You get a gift for her. Ooh. A gift for him, oh. like if you brought a dude in into your life, yeah. uh, into the relationship, mm-hmm. and you get a gift, partner. and you get a gift for both of you, um, or all three of you at this point. I don't wow. know how many. Uh, oh, and, and I don't know what's going on? How many d- free DVDs? Ten. God damn it! Wow. There's ten free DVDs. That's like hundred dollars. Right. Get one with about golden showers. They're, they're yes. full length. Also, what about want. butt? Uh, yes, it's in there. Uh, Get dongs and yeah. butts, and I don't know what it you says, want. You can get, but, uh, uh, you know, the Hateful Eight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know that. It's the new Quentin Tarantino movie, but I always thought it'd be a great porn name. It is a good porn name, it's but like, I just didn't know what it... I thought like maybe I was... I felt inexperienced. No, I think it'd be like a skinhead gay porn <laughs> flick about a guy who has an age wiener. <laughs> yeah. And he plays pool. <laughs> the Hateful Eight. He's like, just an, and he's a pool shark. An, or- <laughs> an orgy with eight people who hate each other. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Grudge fuck. And they don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, go to adamandeve.com and, and use coupon code B-N-A-R-M-Y right now. And uh, believe it or not, it, it, it's a great way to support us and you get cool things without having to go to the creepy store on the corner. All right. Um, By the way, the women's rotary is having a meeting in the bar. Saw that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, hey, coupon oh, code well, BNR, ladies. Leaving now. Um, so. <laughs> interesting. All right. Uh, shall we do some beer news? Yes. All right. Beer news. Hey, yeah. Brought to you by uh, the Wine and Hop Shop out of Madison, Wisconsin. A lot going on with uh, Anheuser-Busch. Matt uh, Bush. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not done with the Adam and Eve <laughs> Sorry. Uh, her Bush. As of uh, today, they have made a fourth offer to SAB Miller. I reported a couple of news segments ago that they're yeah. trying to uh, acquire SAB Miller and create a yeah. behemoth. AB uh, said it had increased its offer to, f- for some reason, every story was reporting this in British pounds, so forgive me, 43.50 British pounds per share. That's a 48% uh, hike over the price of their original offer. That's about, uh, okay, so there you go, 67 U.S. dollars a share. SCB uh, rejected three previous, and they rejected this one too, takeover attempts. They were 38, 40, and 42, uh, 15. British pounds per share. The latest offer values SAB at about $104 billion, mm. uh, up from like uh, 90 and change. So <laughs> they're upping their offer slowly but surely, but SAB still thinks that it's wildly undervalued. Here's a statement from uh, Jan Duplessis, the chairman of SAB Miller. Quote, AB needs SAB Miller. But it has made opportunistic and highly conditional proposals, elements of which have been deliberately designed to be unattractive to many of our shareholders. Uh, AB is very substantially undervaluing SAB Miller. So that's a weird statement where uh, he's saying they need us. Mm. So they need this acquire, acquisition to happen. He didn't say why. Yeah, that's a weird statement. I wouldn't yeah. put it that way. But if he were to say it another way, like, hey, we hold all the fucking cards, and they're trying to buy us out, they better pay some dough Which, for it, yeah, well, then that makes sense. Yeah. You know. Well, they're also saying condition. they're putting conditions on it. What conditions are they putting on it? Yeah. Well, Here's $1.104 billion, and also, we want an SAB hat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need, we need yeah. And a brewer's shirt. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
I want every commercial from the Miller catalog in the 1980s (laughs) delivered on my desk tomorrow. On DVD. On a loop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's weird timing because in the midst of all this, news came out also today that the U.S. Justice Department is investigating allegations that AB is seeking to curb competition uh, by buying distributors. In the past few months... Uh, they have uh, rattled the craft beer world by striking deals for five distributors in three different states. Mm-hmm. Regulators are also reviewing craft brewers' claims that AB pushes some independent distributors to only carry the company's products uh, and end their ties with the craft industry, which which is nothing new. State regulators here in California, where uh, AB announced wholesaler purchases in Oakland and San Jose last month, are also looking into the matter. So they've got the state, uh, at least this state, and uh, the feds looking into their business practices. Yeah, so this one's pretty interesting because the purchase of SAB Miller, they're claiming, and, and they might be right, doesn't really affect the U.S. market very much because they'll have to sell off the division of and, Miller Coors that they own here in the right. U.S. Yeah. So it would keep the share that ABB, uh, which is like 43.6% yeah. or something like that, it would keep it the same. But the distributor purchasing, that's a whole other deal. Mm-hmm. That does affect yeah. the market here in the U.S., and uh, that's an interesting thing to watch. They're now buying up craft breweries mm-hmm. and then buying distributors the, so that they would essentially have a craft beer portfolio of their own and could uh, sort of block out some of the smaller breweries. I've never understood how AB InBev can buy distributorships because that's what the three-tier system was put – why it was put in place yeah. almost 100 years ago. How are they getting – how are they even allowed to get controlling interest in distributorships I wish well, I had the answer to that because I I think you're right and there there is a loophole essentially that they're allowed to own distributors but I think it's a valid point that that why why are they allowed to <laughs> right. own um, I mean I guess it's because you shouldn't be you know if if you if you operate within a free market you you should be allowed to distribute your own beer and if by doing that you know the best way to do that is to create your own distributor then you shouldn't be blocked from doing so. But when you start buying up all these other distributors, you see what I'm saying? Right. In a free well, market, it makes different sense. different than buying an existing one. Yeah. Well, but it's all part of the same loophole, um, mm. I guess is what I'm saying. I think it's pretty much you can operate it in all three tiers. You just got to obey all the rules in each tier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Although what's weird about that is that there are other times where the, where things are very strange. For example, uh, I was talking to a friend who owns a brewery the other day, and you know, you can own a bar – and you can own a oh wait how, what is he saying you can own a brewery you can be a necrophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, they're all so goddamn confusing. You can own, a you can own and two a of the three things, like a lick, like I'm talking about a, a distillery, mm-hmm. a bar, and a brewery. Can't all be owned, but you can own a bar and a brewery, or you can own a distillery and a bar, but you can't own all three. Like, there's rules about this in every part of the system. Well, and, and except in a three tier system, apparently, where you can own all of them. As long as you operate within the law. And also state by state is different also because in Minnesota, you can't even own a brew pub and a production brewery. Okay. You have to choose which which one path you want to go down. You can't be even any percent ownership in both. In both. And there's some of that in California, too, where you can't have this and you can't have that. It's a whole thing. It's right because uh, distilleries, are based, they are breweries. Was just there at them. They, they're breweries. They're they're brewing beer. They are, but they're yeah. doing both. They're brewing beer and taking it another step yeah, forward yeah. But, and distilling yeah. beer. Well, they are doing. Not, they are doing two things. The beer. Right. They're only selling the finished. Well, right. Technically, it's not beer because they're not hopping it. Right. Mm. That's true. There's no hops. Uh, is Gruet beer? No. It's not. Yeah, it's malt liquor. Yeah. Or well. 
Okay, you're right. It's, it's beer minus hops. Yeah. That's a whole, yeah. Anyway. But this distributor thing is tricky, and it's something that the big guys have been accused of for years, and it's something to watch as they're buying up breweries and now buying up, uh, I think, I'm glad that this is going to the courts so that they're being investigated, because I think it's important yeah. to know what's happening here. We shall see what happens. Uh, there is sad news here in the uh, Bay Area, the East Bay specifically. If you love barbecue and craft beer, and of course we all do, uh, Perdition Smokehouse uh, in Berserkly has closed suddenly. Again, as of today, a lot of news came out today. Details are scarce at this point, but owner uh, Chuck Stilfen, he, he runs uh, the, I don't know how often his actual name has come up on this show, maybe not in a while, but he owns the, uh, the Trappists, two Oakland locations. He also owns McKellar Bar in San mm-hmm. Francisco. He confirmed via email yesterday that... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, yesterday was Perdition's last day of business. Mm. Closure's permanent. Uh, he didn't really elaborate on the reason for his decision to close, but it seems like it has something to do with the fact that uh, Chef Mike O'Brien recently announced the decision to leave the company. Uh, he's the chef uh, at both Perdition and the McKellar Bar. Yeah. Huh. So, wow. You well, know anything uh, about this, well, Stacey? Yeah, uh, yeah I, would, I would say it's mostly like uh, Chuck says, yeah, we're going to close the place up, so, you know. You're not going to have a job, Mike. Better look for one. Yeah. Hmm. I think, oh, I think was, you think that the yeah. that the Mike's departure no. came after the news that yeah. Perdition was going well, to close. They've gone through a, a, like a yeah. reset, a re uh, repricing. Okay. Obviously, what they did initially wasn't working, and uh, you know they they were just in a part of Berkeley that really lended itself to a pizza and a beer for eight dollars, not like a barbecue, not high end barbecue, and a beer for and like twenty four or something. Trying to gouge people. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just a. Price point, I think. Yeah. Okay. Also, a, a barbecue joint in the vegan and vegetarian center <laughs> yeah, of yeah. California. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, but, they, but it was a Hey, great... it's Slaughter a Cow on the Sidewalk Wednesday <laughs> down yeah. here at Perdition in Berkeley. <laughs> but, AJ Storkill. <laughs> you know, Slaughter Cows outside of Perdition. But like all Chuck's projects, it was well executed and well designed. Just, yeah. Just didn't uh, fit the market. Uh, that's too was bad. Great, that's like too bad. The other projects are price too high no 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 they're great no they're great but they're killing it whatever they're priced at they're doing great yeah the market will bear it in their other locations but not this one yeah Uh, a couple more new york-based private equity firm lnk has acquired a 15 percent stake in dogfish head love those more transactions Uh, once again financial terms of the deal weren't disclosed as is the norm these days lnk says that it typically invests uh uh, 50 to 150 million in companies um Mm. and dogfish head is at you know 175,000 barrels so using justin's made-up system Mm -hmm. you know we're looking at 17 18 million dollars or so at least sounds right to me i think we should should call it the justinian system i'll tell you what it's fucking working Let's let's email him. We need some investment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is Dogfish Head planning a big expansion? Why would they do this all of a sudden? Uh, yeah, mm. they they didn't. They haven't said outright, but one has to assume that's what's going on here. This this equity firm, uh, they their investments are split fifty fifty between minority and majority equity positions. Obviously, they've taken a minority here in Dogfish Head. They've invested in a lot of food and beverage companies like like Neiman Ranch and Panera Bread, and they've. Uh, sort of overseen big expansions by those brands. So perhaps that's what they're doing here with uh, Dogfish Head. They also announced simultaneously Dogfish Day. They're going to start slanging hard liquor under their Dogfish Head Distilling Co. banner. It'll debut in November. It'll include uh, Dogfish Head Analog Vodka, Compelling Gin, Whole Leaf Gin, a a rum, a whiskey. Uh, So they're expanding not only their footprint with this company maybe or or this investment firm, but also their, their brands and what they're selling. What do you got, Jeremy? No, I was just going to say that beer in our area is like 
Sam Adams. It's like dogfish. Everywhere you go, Sam you go Adams. Uno Pizzeria or whatever. Every little spot, it's like sixty minute. Everybody's it's, got is it. There, that's the beer. So it's almost kind of boring. Yeah. Now and out here, we're like, all right, that's good. But out there, it's kind of the same old thing. And their liquor is pretty good. We've I've even had like a peanut butter uh, jelly. Vodka, of course, oh, yeah. Whoa. of course, of course, that's what they made. Yeah, some huh, crazy, great. weird stuff like that. But uh, solid stuff. But they are, yeah, they're big. popular out there as a regular thing. So we've heard people come on here and say, you know, there's a couple ways to grow your company, and you can try to figure it out yourself. You can uh, take on loans, which people aren't just giving away. You can uh, sell a piece of your company to the same bank that that may or may not give you a loan. You can sell to other beer companies. Like, that's just one of the models. Yep. And, you know, Sam, after Golden Road, went on the record as saying, we'll never sell out like that. We'll never sell to the big guys. But he's got to do growth just like everybody else. So it sounds like he – but he, let's make no mistake. He just sold 15% of his company. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Now, maybe he didn't sell to AB, and, and that's fine. You know, you could just – there are principles maybe on, on who you sell to. But 15% of Dogfish Head yeah. just got sold off. It's true. You know, it's not just a loan. That's a whole thing. Yeah. It, and yeah. they are expanding their Rehoboth Beach facility, the regular brew pub they have. What about They're- the sea life? Where are they going to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just kicked out some restaurant next door. Oh. And then now they're... <laughs> they're yeah. not expanding into the ocean. Yeah. No, they're on the beach. I don't know. He they said the Rehoboth Beach. Yeah, yeah, the man-made island. island. <laughs> but, uh, I bet it was up your ass. They are pretty much <laughs> expanding there, too. Okay. Well, yeah, they're a growing company, and you got to get capital to do that. You know, I always used to think, because I'm naive, and I honestly, I don't know shit about business. I always used to think, well, these people must be selling enough beer that they can just keep funding the expansions. But And, and, and Dogfish would be this perfect example, in my mind. God, they're, they're selling a lot of beer. Yeah. But clearly, that's not the case. It is so expensive to keep these endeavors running, and then to do these major expansions, you're still not selling enough beer. You got Like any other industry, you, you got to take on some debt. or, or And as a business... Equity is the most expensive way to raise yeah. money. Yeah. If you can, it's better to get a bank loan. Yeah, if you can. But you're talking at, at, at the size of a dogfish, how big is that loan? I mean, you're talking about an right. enormous loan. And, right, and exactly. Depending aren't, on not how healthy that. the business is. Yeah. yeah. For the same reason their size means that they'll get that much better you know, profit per, per unit sold, too. I mean, the numbers yeah. look good to the bank. Right. Mm-hmm. And why would you loan money as a bank? Why would you loan $150 million? Because you're guaranteed they'll pay the money back. Right. Uh, no. Lower risk. What I'm saying is, why, as a bank, why would you loan $150 million at just a percentage to get that money back when instead you can go, yeah, I'll give you $150 million for 15% of your company. Then you get paid back a larger dividend, is what I'm saying. Right, so the banks would rather get yeah. a piece of your company, sure. uh, even though it's riskier, mm-hmm. because they get paid a higher dividend yeah. on their money back so case, when you're well, talking about at that scale almost any bank would rather own a piece than just get a percentage of of their loan back you there's a liquidity issue though because they're getting a monthly payment versus ownership in a company their money's tied up in dogfish head until right either dogfish goes public or somehow decides to do a dividend or something like that it's so still a sound investment compared to say oh you're just going to give us 13 percent back on our cash or we stand to make 15% of your business. Yeah, but big banks, I don't know if they'd be that interested. A small bank might not have enough money for the $150 million loan that they'd be looking for. Well, this is a bank that normally gives oh, out money in the $150 million. Oh, it's, it's a venture capital. capital. And, venture, equity firm. And, and also, yeah. it's it's 15% of that, because that that's how much Dogfish would theoretically be worth on your scale. It's 15% of $17.5 million. Yeah, I'm not saying it was $150 million. Yeah. But, but your figure from them is that they will uh, invest $150 million in company. Between yeah. 50 and 150 yeah. yes, that's so, right. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to... Uh, Follow Dogfish and, and everyone. Man, this whole 
The whole industry is just everything is it's a big so shake crazy. Up. Every every day there's something. Oh, I have to field calls every morning. People trying to buy us. <laughs> And I'm like, no, guys, we're going to stand strong. And they're like, please. Yeah. Uh, and I you say, the 15% route. Yeah, I just keep saying, hey, listen, it's a small company. We're going to we're going to hold our ground. So on yeah. on your scale, yeah. Verilage, we're worth nothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's what they're offering. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I keep going. You hey, you call me back when you have twenty dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk. Uh, one one last one here. Uh, more more big boys and craft beer stuff. Constellation Brands. That's like uh, you know Corona, Modelo, Pacifico, Singtao. They are jumping into the craft beer game. Uh-huh. They are uh, teaming up with Chicago celebrity chef Rick Bayless for a line of Mexican inspired beers. Uh, I did the story uh, just for you, Jeremy. Don't they own a portfolio of Mexican inspired <laughs> beers? Yeah, but these are I suppose craft beers. They're calling it. Uh, Tokayo Brewing Company. Oh, Jeremy, what does to Tokayo say. mean? <laughs> I mean yeah. By the way, Jeremy's like Portuguese or something. Right. He doesn't even... He sounds and, like he's Japanese now. And, and Mexican-inspired beers? Yeah. Mexican-inspired beers were German beers because German immigrants <laughs> came over to Mexico and made Vienna right. lagers. Well, and on top yeah. of yeah. all that, the and, first beer they announced is Hominy White Ale, which is a Belgian thing. So they're all over the freaking map. They don't know what they're doing. Two Brothers Brewing uh, has, has Hominy con- in it. That's grits. <laughs> Belgian. Two Brothers Brewing has been contracted to produce the beer out of its facility in Warrenville, uh, Illinois. Oh, that uh, sounds like a nice place. <laughs> I just pictured the scene, the scene from Being John Malkovich where every single person yeah. in the bar is Warren. You know? uh, future Tokayo uh, uh, styles will be developed and tested at Bayless's Cruz Blanca Brewery. So he, I guess he's starting his own brewery, but he's contracting out. In the meantime, that's expected to open this spring, and he's got Constellation Brands behind him. So more big boys getting into the craft beer game. That's awesome. Weird, weird times, boys. Weird times. Yeah. All right. There you go. That is uh, the news brought to you by the Wine and Hop Shop. Wineandhop.com uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. And you can find uh, Omega Yeast and Giga Yeast there. And uh, here's a good one uh, uh, from their uh, bullet points here. Uh, brewers at over 10 different breweries and brew pubs, including Six Points and Ale Asylum, got their start working uh, at the Wine and Hop Shop. Nice. So uh, they are a breeding ground for awesome brewers, and they sell great stuff. Wineandhop.com. Hey, support these guys. They've been supporting us uh, right when we need it. And uh, pay attention to our sponsors. It's not, it's no small thing. They keep the show on the air and free for you to get. So go check them out at Wine and Hop Shop. Muy importante. All right. So I want to get out of here. Do you have great Drunk of the Week voicemails? Or should we just give it to Zach? <laughs> we give it to Zach. We'll save him. I want to know if Zach has oh. peed. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach, Zach, yeah. Zach oh. has not peed, but I did have a third conversation with him uh, where he said that I got two votes. And then there was another show where I also had two votes, so that if I extrapolated them, I would have four votes for him tonight. What the fuck is <laughs> what? he talking about? I don't know. But he was like, out? so, four votes for Zach, I win. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach is our drunk yeah. of the week tonight. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I feel bad for Kelly. So, there you go. All right. And then let's get through our Twitter game. Twitter game tonight was... Uh, it was um, uh, on the heels of uh, Jester King. Did yeah. I get that right? Finally, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, going off of uh, off the script, so to speak, from the uh, brown bottles and, and bottling some of their product in green bottles. Yep. How can us as home brewers us is further uh, devolve the industry and make <laughs> shitty beer? Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, a fine question. What Thank did you. what did people say out in the Twitter sphere? Oh, yeah. well, Optimus Prime. Oh, f <laughs> you. Uh, um, well, Bev cackled. <laughs> yeah, 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 just cackled. <laughs> That's the 
worst name I've ever heard. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Um, He says uh, it, I don't know, says doing collaborations with Justin. Good call. That'd be great. Yeah, you'd be better off putting your beer in a green bottle. Uh, Scott Thompson says listening to the Brewing Network is a good start. (laughs) Now come on. That's not even appropriate. That's Uh, that's blasphemy. Giles Hash says sending it in to Dr. Homebrew. Oh, <laughs> wow. They're really extra wow. harsh tonight. Yeah. Peter's uh, going to hate. I guess we were, too, though. Nathan T. Hoskins says... Uh, yeah, John P. Haskell. <laughs> yeah. He's the Dodge dealership. <laughs> T. Nelson. I brew beer in the back of my Dodge at 65 miles an hour. <laughs> Give me all brew dogs. Fuck you, brew dog. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that shit. Whatever in the safety of your goddamn freight train, I'm in the back of a Dodge. <laughs> I'm plucking jackrabbits doing 50 miles an hour. Pitching yeast, don't give a shit. I got a 22 in one hand and a goddamn match paddle in the other. Don't break for a six-point buck down here, motherfucker. Adam American. <laughs> Take your crappy beer somewhere else. Uh, okay, Nathan Hoskins says, use dual-purpose beer bottles that double as sex toys. Hashtag Nathan, anal flesh. Nathan uh. T-Hop. <laughs> All right, that was complicated. Yeah, uh, Ben Ben Northheim said Ben Northheim, whatever. Uh, ben says uh, start ruining their beers. A little too late for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blobber Glop says culturing yeast from our taints because <laughs> because using only vagina yeast is sexist. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. And then he gives uh, some some names of potential beers. No, but. that's all right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Um, but analingus ale is pretty good. <laughs> That's a Fine. good name. <laughs> Taint PA. Oh God. Chris B says uh, nothing goes better with a Hellas than a nice wedge of butter on the glass to really bring out those diacetyl notes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that yeah. idea. Just butter actually garnish. sticking a little wedge of butter yeah. on there. All right. Yeah. I lulled. Uh, Brand- <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Jesse says open fermentation at club night at NHC. Spark brown ale. <laughs> I'm not writing that one down. Okay. Uh, Austin says instead of sending beer to space, home brewers decide to sink their beer in the ocean for many years, then proclaim greatness. Oh, like Brewdog? Apparently. There you go. Oh. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get it, but I thought it was funny. Uh, Sean Carney says brewing their IPAs East Coast style. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's harsh. Uh, that's it. Those are, those are them all. All right. The ones that I put in the finals were uh, Brew With Me, Taint Yeast, and Butter Wedge. Butter Wedge. Butter, butter wedge. wedge. Everybody likes Butter Wedge? Oh, I, well, I didn't know yeah. we were voting. Um, oh. Oh. I, you all just repeated it like you liked it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> J- Tasty I like did. It. I do. Oh, well, if everyone likes it, then sure. Uh, well, we can vote. Well, my vote is irrelevant if, like... I lulled. I'll give it to Butter Wedge. Butter Wedge. Butter Wedge. All right. All right. That's our Twitter game winner. And tell me it's not what's his name again. No, 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 no. <laughs> HH. His wasn't very good. Uh, HH um, Ball Snitch. <laughs> uh, sorry. DR Housley. <laughs> uh, I forget. Where the fuck is it? All right. Austin. No, that's not Austin. It's uh, Chris B. There you go. Chris B. Uh, Butter Wedge. Send yourself an email to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Butter Wedge. Butter Wedge. <laughs> Chris B. Butter Wedge. I, dude, Butter I want him to win the cruise just so we can call him Butter Wedge all week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're now entered uh, for a chance to win the uh, uh, a cabin on the Labruski cruise. So send Bevo an email, Butter Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> I, want him to be, I want him to be semi-large. Uh, you know, a little, uh, little overweight and uh, bald. 
and buttery. Uh, buttery. A little yeah. sweaty. I wanted to be a little sweaty. Um, yeah. And yeah. I want to call it Butter Wedge all week. <laughs> Please make the subject in this email Butter Wedge. <laughs> butter Wedge. Butter Wedge. Butter wedge. You can use butter, butter on his skin. <laughs> I can see everybody. <laughs> well, you could share some of your coconut oil with them, Vivo. And, uh, it's great for your skin. Butter wedge. It's great for your skin. <laughs> like, That's what they uh, called me in high school. TL Butter Wedge. TL Butter Wedge. <laughs> if you can't lube it, we'll... I don't know. I need, yeah, I need a, so, I need a tablet. If we can't lube it... <laughs> I don't know. Prove it. <laughs> Say we can't lube it. Prove it. Some random commercial in a small town hotel. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Thinking, yes. Uh, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> uh, I'm close. I'm getting there. It's almost all out. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, I don't know what's happening We're next, on next week. next week. We'll see you next week. We'll be on no. next week uh, working on a couple different topics for you, so we'll let you know what's happening. And thanks once again to our guest tonight, Scratchtown Brewing Company out of Ord, Nebraska. Go check them out. Caleb and Mike, good guys. They sent us some nice beer, and it was fun to talk with them. So I uh, just want to thank them for doing that. Uh, Jeremy, thanks for bringing in beer. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was nice. Good luck uh, getting back to Virginia. Yeah, good luck getting a burrito out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know what the nickname you'd give me. Yeah, they have Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. They have Taco Bell. Right? It's not Butter Wedge, Jeremy. <laughs> I'll see you at NHC. All right, brother. We'll see you out there. All right, JP, you going to get us out of here? Yeah, Let's go home, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Scratch Town Brewing Company conquered Skype and was able to join us for a great segment about beers and cows and what to do when neither are around. Check them out at scratchtownbrewingcompany.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as Terrence, JP, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Sounds like a real treat. Go to uh, check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren was still blind. Production director on the session has been pushing... She has balls! Today's show is produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was waiting to go play the Star Wars Battlefront beta because he's awesome. Bevo was talking to Weiss Pissers all night. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. TR Butterwitch! Butterwitch! JP does great as his cherry.